Hey everyone, welcome to episode 31. Uh, we are back this week and we're going to talk all about uh, the new Apple uh, event. But we mostly talk about the new iPhones and which phone we're going to get. We also answer some of the listeners' questions that you guys uh, dropped us on our new Slack channel. Um, this show is sponsored by Timing. Uh, we'll tell you all about it uh, later on. And yeah, let's get to the show. Okay, so I'm really excited about this one, mainly because, well, first I have to apologize because last week we skipped the show, uh, we didn't have a chance to record, because I was flying around and I <laughs> went to Berlin and for the MobX, which not only were they, were they a, a sponsor of the show, but they are also a cool conference and I was a speaker there, so I had a lovely time. Um, it was awesome. So all that to say that I missed... I missed the, I was not able to record and I apologize for that, but we are back and I'm also excited because, uh, of course, as everyone knows, uh, Apple held the, the event where they announced new iPhones and new Apple watches and all that. Before we start, I have a question. Huh? Was there a mob at MobX? Oh man, <laughs> I don't have a bell with me. This is the closest I have to go. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> There was there were no mobs uh, as far as I what know. I want a refund. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I I haven't like talked to anyone like geeked out about new iPhones and all uh, yet. So oh wow. not all not only I'm all, I'm excited because we're recording and I always have a lot of fun, but I'm also very excited to talk to you about new Apple goodies. Yes, <laughs> me too. Um, I don't know how we should do this. Maybe we like go through the event and kind of like talk about what was announced. But you know, let's just skip most of the boring stuff and get to the watches and the, and the iPhones because that's what people are tuning in for. Yes. Um, oh, before we continue, we do have one piece of follow up. Um, <laughs> last episode was episode number thirty, and we were kind of like we we're kind of sad that we skipped um episode 25 like we didn't make a big deal about it and it was a, a milestone and we were kind of like well, is 30 a milestone and apparently it is it's our diamond anniversary oh yeah right yeah it's weird i was look looking at that uh, wikipedia page for the show notes and like the names for the anniversaries are sort of weird um hmm. <laughs> like <laughs> Okay, so 24th anniversary is a thing, um, and, and it's the musical instruments anniversary. <laughs> like, seriously? What? Or, okay, uh, now I don't feel as special. 16th is silver hollowware. <laughs> don't even know what hollowware is. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. That's so is there weird. any anniversary, uh, the unapologetic plastic anniversary or something like that? The soft mat. <laughs> uh, no, there is no plastic. Huh. That's a shame. So maybe it's the like. I would celebrate the crap out of the plastic anniversary. Yeah. Well, it's it's because it's 
it's in between the fifth year and the sixth year. It's the the five C mm. year, uh, <laughs> and yeah, apparently it's not on Wikipedia yet. But hey, uh, so yeah, thirty years or episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Follow up is done. This is my bell. It's so oh man, like a peasant's bell. So thirty first is not an, uh, an anniversary, unfortunately. So we'll just have to Jesus. carry on with the show. Okay, Apple event. It happened. So, well, I know we want to skip some of that stuff, but we can maybe like just go through. Uh, so first off, Carpool Karaoke. Um, mm-hmm. It was fine. I mean, slightly cringeworthy. Um, but yeah, it it, I, I feel like it's right on the limit. Like in maybe like three or, three or four months, like Carpool Karaoke is going to be like, a thing of the past i feel like like it's probably gonna be like we're gonna be saturated we'll have seen it enough but for now it was like a fun little surprise and especially now that they bought the rights to uh the new series um it makes sense um so yeah yeah so an, how does that intro. work Cause, yeah because they announced that they're gonna be uh like a tv show on apple tv i'm gonna yeah. assume yeah of uh Carpool Karaoke, but Carpool Karaoke is a segment on the Late Late Show. Mm-hmm. So, how is that going to work? I I never heard of it before. So, oh really? No, it's really good. You have yeah. to watch the uh, the one with Adele. It's so hilarious. Um, and so wait, 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 wait. But that's a segment on the Late Late Show with someone, someone. James right? Corden. James, yeah. I've seen Carpool Karaoke all over YouTube. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. But that's a segment on the Late Late Show. Yeah. So, okay. It's not its own show. Yes. Okay. So, here's how it's, it's going to work. It's going to be uh, spin-off in its own show, uh, and it's not going to have the same host. So, it's not going to be James Corden, which hmm. really doesn't make sense to me because he makes yeah. the entire thing. Um but apparently it's going to be hosted by someone else. A little bit like, um, uh, do you know Lip Sync Battle? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it started off as a segment on Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. right? The, the late night or anyways, I don't remember what, what the name uh, of their show is. But on Jimmy Today Fallon's show? talk show. Tonight Show. Yeah, I don't know. They all have like basically the same name. Um, <laughs> and... I feel like since they they created its own show with like different hosts, like it's just not as good. Um, no. So yeah, it's, I'm sort of worried terrible. that it's gonna do the same for Carpool Karaoke, but I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Moving and then on. Af- yeah. After that, it felt like they were sort of trying to like stretch the time because they didn't have that many announcements. Like, they talked about the Apple Music update, talked about the Apple Music Festival, um, did an update on the App Store, uh, and which, uh, just a side note, uh, App Store uh, generates twice the revenue than Google Play Store. I mean, big surprise, Interesting. right? Like, um. It is interesting, though, to me, how they got that number. (laughs) I don't know. I I don't think Google would, like, share that number. But maybe it's it's available somewhere. Um, And, yeah. And they just, like, use that data. But, I don't know. That's interesting. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, and they had no meaningful announcement about any of these. Um, it was just basically a recap of everything we knew. Uh, but there was one big surprise that I totally hmm. didn't expect anymore, uh, which is Mario is coming to iOS. It is. So uh, are you excited about this? It's a me. Uh, I am. I am. Uh, I mean, I'm still a bit skeptic like, about this particular game. But I am super excited that Nintendo is open to the idea of, you know, now... Uh, producing games for iOS and I'm I'm assuming Android uh, in a bit mm-hmm. later on but you know if you like games even if you don't uh, you know Nintendo is uh, one of the oldest game studios around I think it's better if you don't like games <laughs> like to to me like it's such a perfect fit cuz like you get an iPhone and you're like oh what game should I play the first thing that comes to mind is like oh I sh- I, like let's try to play Mario um, I was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I, I think it works great. The implementation is, is awesome. You can use it with one hand. Um, yeah. yeah, big thumbs up. No, Pretty excited you're to talking play about it. The game itself, uh, Super Mario Run, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the game, it looks like it's a... It's not, like, super original, but I'm, I trust Nintendo to produce high-quality games, so I can't wait to yeah. try this. Uh, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, it was a huge surprise to see uh what's his name Miyamoto the yeah sh- uh, yeah uh, the father <laughs> of Mario uh on stage at the Apple keynote that was uh, that was exciting was it though <laughs> it was, I mean I, he's, his segment was cringy because yeah it was so bad <laughs> but, but it was great to see him on stage I feel like they needed the uh, subtitles when he was speaking in English like could barely understand what he was saying Anyways, um, yeah, uh, excited for it. Um, they have the notify button that I pressed immediately. Um, yes. And I mean, who knows when we're going to get it, right? Like, did they announce a time when it's going to be released? Uh, he said it's going to be available uh, during this holiday season. So okay, I'm, I'm guessing November, December. December should be around. Cool. Um, awesome. I'm more, Nintendo, uh, I'm more excited about that notify feature on the App Store. Because I can't wait for, you know, every developer to have access to that. So um, how would you use it? What do you mean? That notify feature. No, you can't right now. That's like... No, no, I know. But like, let's, let's say you had access to it. I guess like you'd... Mm-hmm. Like, do you think it makes sense to even like pre-announce your app to and have people like sign up and, for, and like have them be notified when your app comes out? Yeah, I think so. Uh, not only like imagine that you know you're working on a new update or something, and you can you can start uh, sending things for like for the press or something, and people can start writing about it, and you already have like a link to the app store. You just won't have like to remember when it comes out or something. So that's a easy way to you know send a. I'm I'm assuming that we're just gonna get a notification on the app store like hey, yeah. the, the, this app game is available. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, think it, remi- cool. it remains to be seen, like whether or not that is a good thing. Because for me personally, like I think it's mm-hmm. probably better to just wait till your app is out, and then like when it's out, it's out, and people when they see it and they're like, "Oh, this seems interesting," they can buy it right away, rather than like say, "Okay, notify," and then when they get a notification, like so many people are gonna miss that. So I don't know. Now, so let's take this as an example, the, the Super Mario thing. They announced it at the Apple event. The game is not ready. Um, yeah. I mean, 
Apple it makes sense uh, in that this case. Notify thing. Yeah, yeah. But, it's, but know, it, that's, that's because they can't move do. the keynote, right? You know, a lot of people just build a simple landing page and maybe add a newsletter thing when something is in the works and they want to start getting some buzz around it. So this is a way to create like this landing page on the App Store in a way. Yeah. I think it's, a, I mean, you, you don't have to use it. I think it's just, it's a positive thing. And the App Store really does need some new things because <laughs> it's getting stale and cumbersome. We still don't have trials. which. Mm-hmm. Okay, let, let's uh, let, let's move on, man. <laughs> I can't wait I work. to get to the I work. I totally didn't expect this. <laughs> I yeah, totally came yeah. out of that field, and that's what made me tell me what what told me like, okay, they have plenty of time to spare in this keynote. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you can now uh, very much like uh, you can in Google Drive edit documents in real time, collaborate with other people. Uh, and you s- even see like the little cursor. Um, you see things move around on the screen and they did this super scary thing, which is edit their own slides live on stage. Um, mm-hmm. and I think I, I thought they picked the perfect app to demo this feature because honestly, like of the three apps in the iWork suite, keynote has to be the most popular. Right, like this is what everyone mm-hmm. on the Mac uses. Like people, like I, I use Google Drive all the time for everything, but I never use it for slides. I use it for Keynote all the time. Um, so for me, it was like a perfect demonstration. Um, the features seem to work great. Um, so yeah, seems pretty good. It's just weird that they like dedicated so much time in the Keynote to that. I mean, we, we have seen this before, I would say like a year or two ago, about uh, I work on the web, and they did have some of these features. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like document creation and stuff. Like in the past, we had, you had Microsoft Office and Apple's iWork suite, and that was it. And, and then Google came out with the Google Docs, and then like this collaboration, and like took the world... <laughs> For a spin, and Microsoft was not um, was not expecting that, and all of a sudden, a lot of people just started using the uh, Google Docs, and then we saw you know Dropbox Paper. We use Canvas now. A lot of players in in that segment, and that's obviously like the way to go if you want to create documents. But all of these um, things on the web, collaboration stuff, they are still not as rich as a like a document app in a way text or slides or spreadsheets yeah so they don't have the same power as these like office and uh iwork suites because they're native apps and they're a lot older and more mature apps so they do have a lot more more features so apple is trying to um basically take both segments of the market so you want a rich uh text editor or you know numbers or keynote or whatever uh but still have the collaboration uh features and we tried it before we hit record for like five minutes. <laughs> um, it's still not out. Like I can't use the native apps. I still have to use uh, use it on the browser because I feel like they're probably just going to ship that when uh, Sierra officially comes out, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> to be honest, like for my, my review, my five-second review is that it's exactly like 
pages in Keynote, but on a browser, meaning that it's awesome. And the collaboration, I mean, for the five minutes, uh, we had no problems with it. But like it's super non-opinionated. It's like pages, meaning that, you know, Canvas or paper has this styling style applied to all the documents. It's just easy to just write stuff and it looks good. And pages, if you want them to look good, you know, you can't just start from a default template. You have to, you know, tweak it. So there's, I feel like for show notes or for this short snippets, um, maybe, maybe this is not for you. I don't know. Yeah. It works well so far. I think it's good that they're catching up to the competition, even if they're yeah. super late. Um, but hopefully they can do it well. Uh, and if they do, I will definitely use it, especially for Keynote. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you know if uh, it's the same collaboration engine that uh, is in Notes or if it's different? Because I, I feel like, honestly, I've never even like tried to share the, a note with someone else on the, the iOS 10 beta. Um, but if I like recall correctly from what I've seen other people say about it is that the notes one is not real time. It basically updates like just like sequentially basically, but you can't see like as someone is typing what's happening. Um, it will just sort of like refresh. The way I saw it is like notes. You can share a note with someone. It's not like collaborating on a note with someone. It's like, I have this note and I share it with you. So you can right. open in the notes app. That's that's how I see it. I never saw it as a collaboration tool, like live editing. Anyway. Yeah, hopefully that stuff's coming to note as well, because um, that would be perfect for doing show notes, right? Because it's it's still simple. Like it yeah. has some default styling, um, and if we were able to see like people typing in real time, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, one last thing, I guess, on the, the keynote thing, when they edited the keynote, it's interesting how they had like a bunch of slides that was basically hidden so that you can't, you couldn't mm -hmm. see the content. Uh, that was clever and interesting. I was like trying to look at what was coming next, uh, but you can mm -hmm. see. So clever move there. Another small thing that I noticed. Did you notice that on the machines, the Macs that they were using on stage, they were using uh, what do they call it, the Mighty Mouse? The, yeah, you know the the old I don't know what's going on there. With a, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that was weird. With a, with a with a cord, with a cable. Yeah, it's a non like an animal. <laughs> Apple Mouse. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that too, was super weird. too too many people using Bluetooth. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't hmm. know. Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Oh, and I think is that is that about around that same time where basically the entire announcements were leaked on the Apple Twitter account? Yeah, as soon as the keynote started. Yeah, <laughs> the official Apple Twitter account uh, tweeted all of the like new video of the iPhone Seven and new features and. I mean, someone totally got some fired people, over this. <laughs> like, I saw that on, you know, I used Tweetbot. So I saw someone retweeted yeah, Apple's me too. tweets. But then I saw that someone said, like, there were promoted tweets. Mm -hmm. So I never, you know, posted a promoted tweet. But I'm going to assume, like, you write a tweet. So it's not you hitting the 
the post the tweet button. So it's their so phantom tweets. Fault? Yeah, so they, you can choose when you do a promoted tweet, you can either have it show up in your timeline or you can have it as like kind of this ghost tweet that just appears to be from your account, mm-hmm. uh, but is not an actual tweet. And that's what they're using. Um, and in the tools uh, for promoted tweets, you can get very specific. Like you can tweet a specific, uh, create a tweet that is uh, targeted at a specific person. So I could create a tweet that mm. only you can see on your timeline. It's going to seem like it's coming from me and it's not going to like ad mention you or anything, but it's only going to target you. Um, and what they were using there is like creating a tweet that was targeted at all their followers. So it's effectively the same thing, but it doesn't show up in their list of tweets, um, which is a bit crazy. Like, I, I don't know why you would want to do this. This seems weird to me. Um, but I mean, in that case, I guess it's a, it's a good thing so that like all the people who weren't using the default Twitter client couldn't see the tweet that was effectively leaking the entire event mm-hmm. unless someone else retweeted it. So, yeah, which yeah. happened in my case. I don't know. Someone had like screwed up their timing for like their scheduled tweets. Apple Watch. Yeah. Series 2. I love the name, by the way. Series 2. Yeah. Very fancy. Very fashion. Uh, Apple Watch continues the trend of trying out new like naming schemes. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's fine. I think like for Series 2 makes sense. When it's Series 7... Uh, I don't know. I think like still, I think it looks, it sounds classier than Apple Watch Two. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It doesn't sound like a tech product, uh, which makes sense no. for the watch. Uh, but the interesting yeah. thing there is that the one you and I have is not Series One. We're Series Zero. Yeah. <laughs> uh, series so zero. Series Exclusive. One is yeah. <laughs> series One is the updated version with the faster processor. Um, Mm-hmm. Which I mean, <laughs> clearly confirms that the the one that we got the the quote first version uh, was clearly like clearly shipped too early. Um, yeah, like it. Yeah, it's not uh, hardware wise. Uh, like the series one is so sort of like their apology release. <laughs> sort of like please for, forget about like, the first Apple Watch. <laughs> they're like they're just trying to rewrite history. Because um, I mean. They would have been able to make it cheaper if um, if they kept the same processor. Like they definitely mm-hmm. could have, <laughs> but I'm sure like people at our Apple are are looking at the current watch and they're just like embarrassed and they're like, we can't just keep selling this thing. Like it's just giving people a horrible experience of the watch for the first time. So let's upgrade those as well. I'm certain that you know their margins right now. Because yeah, this first Apple Watch has shipped like almost two years now. I mean, not quite, but almost like way more than a year. Yeah. So they definitely managed to, you know, make components prices go down. So, you know, they're not losing money. <laughs> That's yeah. for certain. And I um, also read an article, um, like around the time when the Apple Watch launched, but basically that was um, like doing some analysis of first gen products. And like seeing that usually the first gen products are always super underpowered. Um, Mm. And the reason why is because when when they're in development, like the the initial development part takes a really long time. 
Um, and so if you're like starting fresh with a new product, it takes a while to like figure out, okay, how are, is everything going to fit together? Um, what's like the spacing requirements and stuff like that. And what that means is that the components in that device are going to be much older than they usually are. Um, cause mm. once they start revving the, the product, then they can get like fresh new, um, fresh new components cause they don't have to figure out that much stuff. Um, and so the components that we had in the watch today, uh, were probably like, I don't know, two years old or something like that, you know? Uh, and so now yeah, they updated them smart. with more recent processors, which which are probably the same equivalent price as what they were uh, when the, the first Apple Watch came out. So all makes sense. Insight. It makes sense. <laughs> oh, okay. So uh, Series 2, we're not like a news podcast. You've probably seen the event by now. Uh, but if you don't, here's a very quick summary. Apple Watch Series 2 uh, is waterproof, which is weird because the old one was already kind of waterproofed. <laughs> Yeah, um, the big thing is it has a GPS uh, tracker like on it uh, built in, uh, which the current one doesn't. Uh, it has to use uh, the iPhone's GPS, and it's tw the the display is twice as bright. Uh, it goes up to what was that a thousand nits? Yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of nits. A nit <laughs> is the is the the light that a candle, a single candle, emits. So basically like a thousand candles that seems like the, the like most random unit to me <laughs> no, it's like, the, it's it's like seems, i have no idea what a thousand a lot like candles science. like <laughs> how bright no, that's that me, is it makes like, a lot of sense that's how science scientists yeah, <laughs> make their units know. anyway of course there's a faster processor i don't remember how how much fast but faster what twice as fast probably something like that yeah i don't remember either um and they're coming out with so they got rid of the sports uh, model and so uh, before they had the the sports edition which was like the cheapest and it had like aluminium case and then you had the nothing model just apple watch <laughs> stainless steel and and uh sapphire and then you had the edition which was like the 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 gold ones which cost up to $17,000, something like that. So now they got rid of that separation. Uh, they just have Apple Watch, and they still sell them uh, in aluminium case or uh, stainless steel. They, they kept the edition model, but instead of gold, they're offering one in ceramic, which we can talk about in a second. Um, and they also have two new models, the, a Nike one. So they partnered with Nike. Um, which is the same price as the, the 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 stainless no the aluminium ones, and the Hermes, which they already have, but like they're keeping that separation. Like they partner with Hermes. I don't, I, is that how you pronounce it, Hermes? Yeah, that sounds about yeah, right. It sounds so fancy. <laughs> Hermes. Hermes. Um, yeah. So all around, like it's it's a good update. Like it, it's a it's an okay update. It's not like revolutionary and i have to have it um are you are you gonna buy uh series two no um okay. so i so before the event i was in a camp of like you know what i i know i can be sold an apple watch <laughs> like i was under no impression that i could resist a really good upgrade um mm -hmm. but 
Honestly, I've been on the watchOS 3 beta for a long time. And honestly, it's really good. <laughs> watchOS 3 made my watch so much faster that I sort of don't feel the need for a faster processor right now. <laughs> Um, which is crazy to yeah, say. It feels like you already got an upgrade. Yeah. This summer, right. Um, and honestly, like I only use apps that are in my dock. Like I never use any other apps that are there. So all the apps I use are always fresh in memory and always super fast. Um, mm -hmm. So while it would be nice to be even faster, um, that would certainly be an improvement. I don't think it's it justifies the price of a new watch. Um, and the other improvements, GPS, yeah, like I usually, like the few times I run, I usually listen to podcasts and since Overcast doesn't have an Apple Watch client, um, I still have to carry my phone anyways. Um, and waterproof, that, that is nice. Um, I don't do a ton of swimming, but I could see like, let's say you're going to the beach or something like that and you don't want to be carrying your phone. Um, that could be nice. Uh, but I feel like I would still need to be able to like receive notifications and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, for me, I think like these improvements are nice, but, um, when the watch gets cellular data, that's when I'm going to be like really incentivized to upgrade. Yeah. So by the way, the waterproofing thing is <laughs> like the current Apple watch for me, is already waterproof. Like, uh, famously, Craig Hockenberry, uh, designer at uh, Icon Factory, he has been using his Apple Watch um, since it came out. Like, he swims in the ocean, like, every day with it, and it works. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. I personally, like, I've swam with it, like, at the beach and at, like, a river and stuff. Uh, I've seen it in my vlogs when I jump in that uh, that pool lagoon thingy yeah uh i take showers with it I, I don't take it off to to take a shower or bath or something so it's like it's like a feature that was already there in a way <laughs> it was like huh okay i guess it was um, hiding in plain sight <laughs> yeah the gps thing it's like it's it's good it, it's you know it's great that now it, it has it but like the big focus of the GPS is for fitness. So if you go on a run or something, you can like track your progress and like you can see it on a map that like where you ran. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, well, when I work out like 99, 95% of the time I work out like uh, at a gym. So I don't move yeah. much. So I don't, I wouldn't use the GPS tracker for this. Um, and I also bought, like, I have a stainless steel, meaning that I spent, like, 700 euros on this already. Yeah, um, I have that model, too. Yeah, and it's, like, all, <laughs> all to say that it's a good, uh, it's a good upgrade, like, it's a, it's an okay upgrade, but I don't feel the need, like, I don't, I don't feel the need at all to go to rush out and buy one. Like maybe if like I, if I decide I have cool ideas to work on, like break the safe or something that I want to take advantage of this new hardware, maybe I'll just go buy it. Because it's the not safe like an iPhone underwater. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm gonna use that. Uh, hold your breath while you break the safe. Yes, we're we're not responsible for you drowning. <laughs> <I'm using> this. <laughs> this game may cause death. 
Uh, I, I think this is a this is a perfect um, model for people who haven't bought an Apple Watch yet. Like if you're gonna yeah. buy a new Apple Watch now, this is perfect. Like this is this is like this is like a 1.5. This is a good um, upgrade on on the current one. So I'll uh, there's a chance I'll buy it in the future. Like in a couple of months or something. Mm. Right now, I'm completely broke because we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, people so, yeah. give give them a lot of flack for saying like, "Oh, like the the Apple Watch already had waterproofing, and now basically all all that's that's changed is now that they say that it's waterproof." Um, and for me, I think that's all that matters. <laughs> Honestly, I'm like one of these people that is like, you know what? I know a ton of people are saying that it's waterproof. But <laughs> I don't want my watch to like be like broken because I put it in water. Um, mm-hmm. So but you yeah, know what? I'm the first time I submerged my Apple Watch. It I'd was like so maybe scared. a week. It was like a week after I got it, so I was still like, you know, taking a lot of good care of it, um, and like uh, the digital crown became a, a bit sticky when I. Like when I went to rotate it, it, uh. like it was sticky at the beginning. And I was like, what the hell, man? And I looked online for like how to clean the digital crown. And I, I, I saw a link to an official Apple support page. So this is an official page by Apple saying the way to mm. fix this is open like the faucet, <laughs> tap water, put your phone <laughs> like... <laughs> Put your phone on water and rotate a crown while it's... Wait, you mean your watch, right? (laughs) Don't put your phone under water. Sorry. No, no, no. (laughs) Your watch. (laughs) Layout. Breaking phones since 2016. (laughs) No, yeah, I meant meant my watch. Sorry. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe, I guess, maybe now, like, I have nothing to lose, I guess. (laughs) Just, like, try to put it under water. If, if if I break it, then I just go buy another one, buy a new one, and then that one's going to be waterproof for sure. <laughs> we have something well, to lose. Right you have like a series zero to lose. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's an, <laughs> also an interesting question. Like, would you sell your first watch? Like, let's say next year you get a new watch because it's awesome and amazing. Like, would you sell the first generation? No. I mean, it's probably not yes. going to be worth much. Because it's the first anyways. generation. Yeah, it's just because it's the first one. Yeah, I'm sort of like... Uh, I have I have my original iPhone. Uh, not in pristine condition. It <laughs> pains me that... Some uh, micro abrasions there. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, I want to ask you this. So, uh, my original iPhone, like, they did not sell this in Portugal. So, it was like, it was like a big deal. <laughs> right. And... I I lent lent it to to my to my dad, so he was using it while I had I was I was like in the iPhone four or something by this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so he used it for a couple of months, and then he shattered the screen. No, with this huge crack on the <laughs> screen. And then I always told him like, when you don't need it anymore, when you buy a new one, whatever, please like keep that because I. I want to keep that. It's super important to me. Right. <laughs> and then, like, I got it with a shadow screen, and I looked online for, like, uh, you know, stores that repair screens in iPhones. Right. And what I found was some stores 
they can replace the the the, the screen um but because it's just a glass it's not mm -hmm. a, like the display is not broken it's just a glass so yeah. they don't have like the original piece like the original model of the, that glass that piece mm -hmm. so they would have to replace it with a non-brand some other glass and i'm like i don't know if i want a non-original glass or right. an original chatter so uh. still today i still have that that shattered iphone <laughs> one yeah anyway uh yeah okay speaking of iphones <laughs> actually before we jump into the iphone 7 let's talk about something that is super awesome yes all right so timers suck for tracking your time uh you forget to start them stop them uh you have to like do so much manual work to m just make them work uh and so if you forget to babysit them they're pretty much useless uh, and so that is why timing was created. Timing automatically tracks which documents you edit, which apps you use, and which websites you visit. Uh, and that way you can go back and see where you're spending most of your time. Um, and that's super useful, one, especially if you're a freelancer and you need to build clients. Um, it lets you charge the exact right amount uh, and you can tell your client, I'm not uh, just saying this. This is the exact time that my computer has been tracking for that app on your project. Um, but even if you're not a freelancer, uh, just being able to see uh, like the time sinks, uh, how much time you're spending on Tweetbot or Facebook, uh, that's super useful and lets you uh, be able to make decisions that are going to make you more productive. Um, so. For example, <laughs> um, in the last two weeks uh, since I've been running the app, um, I have spent almost two and a half hours on Tweetbot, which is like quite a bit, right? Like, this is my uh, one, two, three, four, uh, fifth most used app. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Other fun fact, uh, I have spent. Uh, seven hour, 39 minutes on in Sketch. I wish that was more. Uh, and my top app that I used the most was Safari, uh, which is depressing. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so... Mine is also Safari. I don't think it's... It's not depressing because it's not just reading websites. You yeah, yes. You <laughs> oh, wait. Like Netlify is on Safari, so... I can see. Okay, so if you you can even drill down like it goes into more depth than just the app if you click the disclosure you can see within safari which websites uh so in my uh -oh. case uh, and <laughs> if if anyone from shopify is listening <laughs> thank god um <laughs> most of the time uh that i've spent on websites is on google docs uh, so I was working, right? Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the second one is GitHub, and the third one is uh, our test Shopify store. Um, so yeah. So where's Facebook? Be honest. <laughs> uh, I will. I can put a screenshot in the show notes um, to prove it. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, th that stuff is just amazing to see. Um, and it, I, f I feel like it's already made some changes into sort of how I do things. And I've been to able to realize like, gosh, I'm wasting a lot of time when I'm on my computer. Um, and what's great about this tool is that it's entirely private. It stays on your computer. There's 
there might be some other other tools out there uh, that upload all, all of that stuff. And that's super creepy. They get access to your entire machine and upload all of that shit to their servers. Uh, timing doesn't do that. It keeps everything on your computer. Uh, I think the app is is really great, super useful. Uh, and I think like you guys should really check it out. Um, so the app is normally uh, $39 at timingapp.com. Um, but they gave us a discount code um, that you can use to save 20%. So use the discount code layout at timingapp.com and you'll save 20% uh, off your purchase. So thanks a lot to uh, Timing App for sponsoring Layout. They're awesome. Okay, iPhone. It's here and it's called 7. We kind of, <laughs> we were uh, talking in previous show, I think, if they're going to name it something else because it's, you know, same industrial design. Mostly. Yeah, but uh, no, they were like, nah, no one cares about that. It's seven because you know <laughs> we're a company of uh, patterns. So iPhone seven, seven plus is out. There are th there is no iPhone seven plus Pro or whatever. Uh, some of that stuff that we've seen in in uh, recent rumors and leaks. Um, <laughs> All right, uh, so it starts off with the I've video, uh, and I don't I don't know why for some reason when Tim Cook said. Oh, and there's here's going to be Johnny Ive, who's going to tell us about the new iPhone. I genuinely thought he would walk on stage. I was like, no. what? And then the video started. I was like, oh, yeah. okay, I get it now. Um, and <laughs> surprise, surprise, he wasn't in a white room. He was in a dark no. room. <laughs> um, <laughs> He's in the upside down world. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting upside down. Um, I honestly think this was one of their best uh, hardware design videos. Man, their videos all around. Oh, They're so good. so good. Yeah. They are so good. This is the moment where I'm like, take all of my money. I want this. No, And it was like, I almost forgot for a second that it's basically the same hardware design. I was just like, mm -hmm. holy crap, this looks so amazing. Like, and being able to see like sort of the manufacturing process and how like awesome yeah, everything I looks. I out on that stuff so much. It's just incredible. Um, uh, the thing with the, with the magnets, the, yeah, you know, and, oh, oh. It's like <laughs> and I think it's, <laughs> it's so awesome point. to see how they've refined that style over time. Right. Like it's, it's almost like mm -hmm. not even a documentary style. Like it's, it's like artistic in a way, you know, like it's, yeah. it's very yeah, well yeah. produced and like the products sort of are the main uh, focus of this. Like there's, there's no people anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's just like the products speak for themselves. I can see sort of how they uh, come into life. And I don't know. Yeah. I just think that's such a cool way to introduce products too. Um, I think it's, it's like so much better than just having someone be like, Hey, here's a new iPhone and like holding it in their hands, like having these like giant close-ups and seeing it as it gets made is just like incredible. Yeah. What about the Love best, it. uh, product introduction of all time? The pet phone. <laughs> you remember that? Uh, the headphone, the pad phone. <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Actually, Man, this is like, this is like five, years ago anyway when like the tablet tablets were a new thing and there's this company i don't i think it's like a asian company maybe a chinese company anyway that's like a meme 
in my head. In my world, it's a meme. It's nowhere else. Okay. <laughs> and it's like, it was this product where it was like, it was like a tablet where you plug the phone into the tablet and then like it's oh, a God. tablet and you unplug the phone part and it's just a phone. Uh. Anyway, like the introduction was like, it's a phone. It's a pad. <laughs> pad phone. This is a combination of the pad and phone. Are you getting it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyways, uh, so right after the video, um, Tim is, is back on stage. Uh, I was like, this is the best iPhone we've ever made. And What? Like, <sighs> yeah, stop saying that. That's just dumb. Of course it is. Like, yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if they came on stage and like, <laughs> actually, the previous model was, was a little bit better. <laughs> So that was just a bit worse. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But please buy it. <laughs> Anyways. Well, yeah. This is just like, uh th I mean, this is, and this is why people like are cynical about Apple events and like, oh gosh, like I know so many people that are like, oh, Apple is all like gonna sort of do their magic tricks on all of you like fanboys and like that's, that's what makes them look bad is there's these stupid statements i was like yeah yeah we know Agreed. it's probably the best iphone <laughs> you made because you've been working on it for a year like it, it would make no sense if it would be worse <laughs> anyways yeah i should stop doing yeah that. Uh, all right but so they they, they said that they had there's 10 new features Uh, maybe we should just go one by one and see what we think about them. Yep. So feature number one is new design. And by new design, I would say like new-ish <laughs> New, so, like asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I mean, it looks like the six in success uh, industrial design. Um, but I think that the big thing is that they have n new colors. As they usually do, like every year they have a new color. This year they have two new colors, which is black and jet black. Now, the black is not space gray. It's really like a dark, a very dark aluminum finish. And then they have the jet black, which is like a glossy, like shiny uh, aluminum finish. But it's still aluminum. Like if just looking at the product uh, shots, like product photos, it looks like it's glass in a way because it's or, glossy. Or plastic. Or plastic, yeah. But no, it's aluminum. So actually, I'm pretty curious to see how it feels on the hand because, you know, you expect something that is glossy, something to be slippery and, and like like plasticky, but then it's going to be uh, cold. Plastic is like not slippery, cold. though. That's like, true. Plastic yeah. is sort of, to borrow Gruber's term, tacky. Yeah. <laughs> true. True. Um, uh, but they both look awesome. Uh I mean, I don't want to, I don't want let's, let's save it to the end, like which model are you going to buy Okay. or if you're going to buy anyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm assuming you're buying the new phone. Anyway, let, uh, let's leave that to the end. Uh, yeah. So our impressions we'll in whether we bought one or not, let's leave that to the end. But they both look awesome. Uh, to be honest, like I'm, I was always a dark phone Uh, since the first one, oh, I only had one white phone, which was the 5S, 
I had it in silver. Mm. And the only reason that I had it in silver was that I stayed in line at the store, doors open, I went in, <laughs> or asked for the spice gray, and it said, Not we only have gold or silver. Uh, I'm like, all right, just give me silver then. <laughs> um, and the reason is simply because of the front. Like, I can't stand having a white front because when you do have a black front, the screen kind of like, you know, dissolves into the, the, the face mm -hmm. of it. Like it's, and when you do have like a, a white frame, like it, it, anyway, I think it distracts you from the content, mm -hmm. whatever you're looking at the screen. So I like the white face for the exact opposite reason. <laughs> um, so I, I think black phones used to look better than white phones, uh, right until iOS seven. Uh, and because mm. iOS seven, like most of the UI is mainly white, um, having the phone also be white, um, gives it some sort of like continuation feeling and it makes the screen feel larger. Um, and I just think it's like, mm. it's just a more visually pleasing look. Um, and when the, the UI is darker, then I think a black phone looks better. Um, so I've been, see, but, sorry. but I, I think your, your theory breaks when, when the display is off, like I have a smooth, oh shit. But I mean, I'm, how, how smooth, often do you look at, but thing. how often do you look at a phone when the display is off? Uh, all this time that I'm recording right now, I'm looking at my phone <laughs> here on the desk. Well, <laughs> you can optimize for when the phone is off, but I, I'd rather <laughs> optimize when the phone is on. Um, anyways, I still got a black phone. I won't tell you which one I got. I got okay, a black okay. phone, um, uh, for two reasons. <laughs> the first one. Uh, is because I'm not going to get a, a phone that looks identical to the phone I already have. Uh, okay. <laughs> sorry, just want something that looks new. Uh, <laughs> and I'm owning it. Uh, and the s second one is that there's tons and tons of rumors that there's going to be a, a dark mode in iOS that's going to be coming next year. Uh, Man, I feel like that rumor has been around since forever like two to three years right it has but there's also been rumors that uh, they're going to switch to oled screen and it doesn't make sense to keep a white ui with an oled screen um so um i feel like might as well get used to it and then once we get ios 11 um then my phone is going to look amazing uh with all the new ui stuff so so you're already planning on not buying the iphone 7s or 8 i'm or keeping that option open I, I can definitely, I like <laughs> probably be convinced when I see the new hardware design. Uh, see, because if you bought, if you bought the black one right now, yeah. and then next year they come out with an OLED screen and then, you know, a black front facing thing is going to look better. Then you won't, you will not get a new phone. Like it doesn't look different from the one you already have. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'll just, if I can, if I can hold off, then I will, mm -hmm. but <laughs> I have no faith that I'll be able to hold off on a um, external redesign. Anyways, um, my first point still holds. Like, I just want something that that is, looks new, uh, and the two black models look awesome. Um, so yeah. So in terms of of design, I think they they did a really good job at cleaning up the design. Like they fixed a lot of the largest flaws. Mm -hmm. 
Like, for, for me, the iPhone 6 back has always been the ugliest phone. Um, like, the, the those internal lines are so bands. gross. Yeah. So, so gross. Even even so that, like, when those, the, the iPhone 6 case leaks, leaked, sorry, um, I was like, there's no way Apple is going to ship this with these huge, ugly antenna lines. And lo and behold, they did. Uh, and it, <laughs> it took them two years to fix them. Uh, but now they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm really happy about that. Uh, it's a good compromise to only have the, the antenna lines uh, at the top and bottom, not have that weird line in between. Um, and on the black ones, they really like diffuse with the back. So it's you can barely notice them. Yeah, exactly. People um, say. So another great point for that. Um, and another point is that they, they also sort of are owning the bump a lot more uh, in the cameras. Yeah. And so in the previous one, it was just sort of a, like this addition to like the, the normal case. Um, you had that like lens that was in a different material um yeah because it's like you just on the case itself you have a hole and then the camera is protruding from the hole yeah and it was sort of like the whole like johnny i philosophy of okay let the device be true to itself um so like the iphone is going to be the phone and then the camera is going to be like this thing that's sticking out uh but i think that the fact that they're bringing the camera in is sort of them recognizing that the camera is impossible to distinguish from the phone. Like the phone is a camera um, and they're highlighting that. Like in all the, the like press shots, what you all, like you always see it from the back and get to see the camera, um, which I think is a good move because uh, we'll talk about it later, but uh, they've been, made some huge improvements to the camera and I think that's going to be mm-hmm. a huge selling point. Um, yeah. So, uh, one last thing I sort of wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, do you feel like it's a good thing or a bad thing that we have a very similar design this time around? Neither. I don't have any thoughts on that. I mean, we know Apple. Like, they are not releasing a new form factor, a new design for the sake of being a new design. And I feel like they've been focused a lot on other technologies like the you know cameras especially and the home button and making it waterproof so they've been focusing on a lot of other stuff mm-hmm. and like the uh, a redesign was not a priority i believe that's that's the way i see it right they still have a lot of things that they can improve with this form factor um so like to be honest it doesn't make me want it less uh <laughs> Like this is a new phone, has a lot of cool new features, a great upgrade. I really wanted it. Right. The fact that it looks a lot like the previous, actually two years, um, two years phone. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, I don't, I don't care really. Uh, I'm not a, like a huge fan of this form factor. I have a lot of like, it has a lot of pros and cons for me. I think, I still think the most beautiful iPhone ever made was the, the 4S. Uh, oh, 4S. Yeah, not the five. I mean, I I love the thinness and and for in the aspect ratio of the screen, the you know sixteen by nine and all. Yeah. But I know it doesn't look as clean and pure as the four because we still have the like the back has some glass part and aluminium part. Yeah, I don't know. that was nice though. Um, but I I do agree that like the jump between the 
3GS and 4 and 4 to 5. And there's a much larger jump from 3GS to 4. Um, and that's sort of what made it like really revolutionary. And I, I remember like when I saw it, I was like, I need this. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. There's an interesting argument to be had, um, that like Apple's hardware design, like industrial design seems to be slowing down in a way. Like, um, so like my, my friend, uh, D- Dustin Curtis, um, just, published a, a blog post yesterday um and he was basically saying that that basically apple is not making a ton of like really bold moves with with its hardware anymore um like for example like we used to have new ipod touch design hardware designs every year uh they used to uh have like those remember like that crazy imac design that was like like a flower thing and then like the have lamp. like yeah the iMac like, lamp that was yeah. great like that was awesome um and now honestly like most of apple's products look like a screen <laughs> um you know what i think i think that's just the level of maturity of a product like so take the iMac in the beginning like everything's up for grabs like i have no idea how this product can look like and what you can do with this so you experiment with a bunch of shit in everything. Like you try a bunch of stuff in materials and form factors, and some of them uh, are available. Like they ship it. Some of them just prototypes. So with the iMac, like what they spent like two, three years with that bubble, you know, the the fat iMac thing, and then the lamp, the lamp, and then they even tried something with a cube. But then as the product matures, you know, once they reach that kind of like that plastic but still like we have today iMac you know just the screen and the mm. little and the little um, feet uh they kind of they nailed it they they got how it's supposed to be it works and then they just perfect that same form factor so with the iMac they they jump from from the plastic to aluminum and and then just made it thinner and thinner until we have today but i mean you wouldn't say no one is talking about that regarding the iMac now, like, oh, they haven't come up with a new design since whatever, because they nailed it. And I feel like the iPhone, the iPhone is almost 10 years old now. Like they've in, they've been, you know, uh, perfecting and trying new shapes and new materials. And Apple is a company that really invests in the materials and mm-hmm. famously Johnny Ives likes to be true to the materials. So uh, I feel like with this, the iPhone 7s, uh, I feel like they spent a lot of time just perfecting, anodizing this aluminum and getting it to look right. Because with the iPhone 5, we saw that very dark tint of the aluminum. And then when it got scratched, like you could see underneath it, like the, the you know, the, the metal color thing, the, the true color of yeah. the aluminum, right? So I feel like now they're, they're, they're experimenting a lot of that... Um, like working with these materials and especially with the jet black thing mm-hmm. that's like completely new um, approach to to work with these materials and so i i feel like this is as mature as this form factor like they they, they can get like they, they're perfecting everything else and not focusing too much on just how it looks um but i have no doubts that to, uh, like, to me, it sort of shows how like software is a bigger and bigger part of all the products that we're using. So like, if you look at the the iMac, the phone, the iPad, uh, the like MacBook, 
they're basically all becoming just the screen, right? And mm-hmm. like the software then becomes a much larger part of your experience. Like that's all you can oh, yeah. see. And just like thinking Definitely. about next year's redesign, like what is rumored is that there's going to be no bezels, no home button, no nothing. Like it's just going to be the screen. Uh, and then once you have like the entire phone just be a screen, then you can like all the fun stuff just happens in software. Uh, there's still a lot of like really awesome touches, but like I feel like maybe the look of the hardware design sort of becomes a bit less important, um, and we start to focus more on the UI itself, uh, which is interesting. And also when yeah, that's we're talking about uh, the iPhone uh, staying in the same form factor. I if I had to guess, I would say that this is how we were able to get better battery life. And honestly, I think it's a totally a trade-off I'm willing to make. Um, be, because usually, like, what happens is whenever they can get some battery savings, what they do is they make the battery smaller and they make the phone thinner, um, and which means we keep the same battery life, uh, but we just have, like, a slightly different format, form factor and have a thinner phone. Uh, but what they chose to do this time around was just keep the, the battery increase and have the same uh, phone format. Um, so what I'm expecting is that like next year when we're going to go down to like something that's thinner again, we're going to keep that same better battery life that we're getting now with this phone. Um, so I think it's a, it's a good thing for, for this phone. Uh, I'm totally going to be looking forward to see what the uh, exterior, um, like industrial design of the new phone looks like. But I think the black finish is going to be enough to make me uh, make me excited about this new phone. See, I don't think they've increased the battery capacity, like the battery itself. Sorry, not battery, battery capacity, uh, battery consumption. Right, because I think it's all about the those two new cores, the, the high performance yeah. uh, and the... Anyway, we'll, we'll get to that later. Uh, okay, uh, number two of the 10 features. Man, we spent a lot of time on this. <laughs> uh, I number mean, that's the is, uh, more important one, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, number two is a home button. Now it doesn't click, but it's a, it's a force-sensitive uh, button. Yeah. Kind of like we have it on the MacBook trackpads. But apparently but from people really. that tried it. <laughs> yeah. From people that tried it in a hands-on area, you know, have uh, review units, it doesn't feel like... So on the on the trackpads... When you click on them, you do like they don't move, and you have just the the, the haptic motor doing all this magic. But it mm-hmm. feels exactly like it was before, right? And apparently on the, on these new iPhones, it just feels weird. It doesn't feel like the old style buttons. It it feels like the whole bottom of the phone is vibrating, which is weird. Yeah, and I mean, I think the so, reason why that is is that on your trackpad, the entire surface that like has that haptic like mm-hmm. sensation is the full trackpad versus on the phone. Um, it's, it's just like the tactic engine that's on the phone. There's not like a specific tactic engine for just a button. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, apparently the feeling is not as great. Um, Gruber has a, had an interesting, uh, comment in this piece, um, that I read today in his review, um, that it might be because of, um, like, China and like other kinds of markets um, and basically the the idea there is that people think that um, 
if you use the the home button, uh, it's eventually gonna like go bad, um, and then it's gonna hurt your resale value. So people are using assistive touch to be do the home button press instead, which is a worse experience, obviously. Um, and what they're trying to do now is say, well, now this button is solid, so it's not gonna break, so people can go back to using this. Which is like kind of a weird explanation, but I don't know. I don't. I think that's part of the reason, but I don't think that's the yeah. big reason. Uh, I've seen a lot, even my friends of mine, I've seen some people with that assistive touch thing. Basically, you have a home button on the screen. It's not, you don't, you don't click on the actual home button. Mm -hmm. And the reason why is I think it was iPhone 4 and the 4S had a lot of faulty home buttons. Yeah. That actually even happened to me, one of mine, but because I upgrade every year, you know, I don't <laughs> feel it as much as uh, if you use it for two, three, four years. Um, but I think it was since they added Touch ID, like I haven't heard of any home button going bad yeah. since then. So they definitely got that right. Um, but I just think that they're just removing it because they're trying to get rid of moving parts. And it does help with uh, water industry resistance, which is the next point. Um, I mean, just before we move on to the next point, mm -hmm. when I saw like the second point was home button and that home button, that the home button is now a touch ID or sorry, um, force touch. Um, I was like, that's not a user problem. <laughs> like we weren't complaining about our home buttons. Like mm -hmm. it, it certainly is different and we can even argue if it's even a, an improvement. Um, but like... <laughs> You touting this is like, here's like one of the, the improvements that we made in the iPhone. It's like, what are you trying to solve here? <laughs> like, this, this makes things easier for you so you don't have to pay for replacements. But like, they didn't pitch it in any way that like seemed like a user benefit. They, they said one thing, that it's customizable. Mm -hmm. And the only customizability that there is there is having like the, how much uh vibration you're gonna get uh when you tap the home button which is like sort of a not a non-feature really like yeah <laughs> it's just to be able to make the the button sort of work for you um so i don't know i was I kind of like eh, on that one i think this is they're making the groundworks to removing the home button in the next or the other iphone yeah one thing like, i'm hoping is ready. that um, there's going to be a new feature in iOS 11 that does take advantage of that and has sort of extra functionality that is only possible in this sort of button. Um, but yeah, in the meantime, it's just, it's just weird. Like it's, it's a change that we'll have to get used to. And it's probably not that bad. Like some people have said after a while, you just get used to it. And then the, yeah. the old way just seems, seems old and weird. Uh, and that's possible. I wonder possible. if they can add like... Because they even mentioned right now you press once to like unlock your phone, you press and hold to get Siri, you double press Gosh. to multitasking, double <laughs> tap for reachability. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if you can do like different levels of pressure. So like if you press once, yeah. you unlock the phone. If you press it harder, maybe you invoke Siri, Siri for example. I wonder if they can do something like that. I, I, I think it's only software that it's holding this back because mm -hmm. this is possible now. Yeah, that, um, that'd be interesting. Um, Oh my God, when I saw that slide, I was like, you don't see this as a problem. Like, <laughs> there's so many different inter interactions that people can have with this button. Like, yeah. like 
I, I was expecting that the next slide would be like, here's how much we better we've made those in, interactions. Like no more mm -hmm. double tapping that button because it doesn't feel doesn't really feel great. Like maybe there's an, a new way to get to the multitasking tray. But no. There is. <laughs> is there like the force swipe from the side? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do you use that? I do. It's way easier than double tapping. Oh, interesting. Okay, I guess Especially I'll, I'll see when I get my new phone because I don't have. Uh, I have a six plus right true. now, so. That's true. But like, just trying it in the store, it seems so hard to trigger. Um, uh, if uh, you have a case, it's pretty hard. But just like going to the previous app, right? Right. That's like it's way easier. Okay. Anyway, um, uh, also uh, just interesting tidbit. Because the button is now not a button anymore, uh, the way you like make a hard restart or enter DFU mode is by holding the sleep wake button and the volume down button instead yeah. of the home button. Yeah, so that was number two. And number three, I already said, it was the water and dust resistant, which again, like the watch, it's like apparently it can go up to 50 meters underwater. Uh, or was that the watch? Maybe That's the watch. Maybe I'm missing them up. Oh, okay. So it's like... Uh, phone is like, you can it, survive dropping it in the toilet or like <laughs> jumping in a pool, but you should probably not swim with it. Yeah, don't swim with it. They don't try to take like underwater pictures. Uh, I mean, I, bad people are going to do that, but don't, don't, tr don't do it. Don't try it. Uh, but yeah, at least now if the phone uh, falls in falls in the toilet, in the toilet, which has happened to me before, um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fine. And I just I'm just afraid that the rice industry <laughs> is gonna feel some <laughs> some big losses now uh, because uh, that was the go-to <laughs> the phone that's awesome. on the toilet. <laughs> so I hope they're gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, this is this is great. This is great, right? It's one less. I think water damage was the number one cause mm. for, um, like, destroyed iPhones. Uh, it has so to be shattered taking... screen. Well, but See, I, guess people, like I guess people don't get it replaced. People keep using it. Yeah, if you shatter your screen, uh, you can still use it. I mean, I, you can count, like, yeah. the number of people, you know. But I feel like shattered screen. screen hits more people than dropping it in the water. The damage of, of mm. dropping your phone in water might be like bigger than than dropping it on the floor but i'm just seeing so many broken iphones like i'm hoping that like in the next iteration of the iphone that they're finally going to solve this problem um because that would be is it going to be ceramic so but i, I feel like ceramic breaks pretty easily uh no it's it's four times harder than aluminum but here's the thing it's harder but in terms of like uh like taking an impact, I'm not sure right. that it is. The same way that the um, um, the sapphire screen uh, mm -hmm. on the Apple Watch, like it's it's harder. Uh, it, like you're way less likely to have scratches. But if you hit it really hard on something strong, it's gonna sh completely shatter. Um, <laughs> so I, I my guess is that ceramic would be the same way, but maybe not. Like maybe I'm wrong there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not an expert, really. Um, mm -hmm. Just like as a as a guess. Uh, um, so uh, yeah, water resistance. Um, that's good. Same with the watch. Like the previous iPhone was still sort of water resistant already. Um, but all that matters is that they say it, and now 
it's a thing um, that I can do if it happens. Uh, I'm going to be a lot less worried. Um, so thumbs up for that. Um, well, I can say that this phone is not like it's it's more resistant, but it's not water resistant. Do you remember when I when I <laughs> dropped the whole thing of coffee, my AeroPress on top yes. of it? Yeah, it, it went through. Well, rice, rice saved it. Um, but yeah, it was not fine. Okay, next thing, which is a huge thing, probably the biggest uh, point, which is the, the camera. So the iPhone 7 now has um, f1.8 aperture lens and it has a 12 megapixel lens, is that sensor? Is that right? I think it's a 12 megapixel. I believe so, but I'm... I believe. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> Way better camera, that. bigger sensor, uh, larger aperture, uh, gets in more light. The phones look better, and it has now four LED flashes the true tone flash, whatever they call it. Yeah, um, and it's doing some as usual, uh, doing some crazy processing every time you take a picture. Um, you're doing uh, what was it like six billion operations? Yeah. In, Point twenty-five milliseconds. I mean, it's not like any of that is new. <laughs> like, right, went through right, all right, of this right, thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's also what happened in previous iPhones. <laughs> so the, the the camera is way better. Um, it's a good good upgrade to the camera. Uh, but the iPhone Seven Plus not only has a great camera, also has a second camera. Uh, I feel like everyone knows this. I shouldn't even. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's good to remind people. Yeah, because they totally forgot by now. Uh, <laughs> and that second camera, instead of being a 26 uh, millimeter uh, camera, which they call it uh, wide angle, which is ridiculous. That's not well. Wide it's wide-ish. It's wider like, angle, but <laughs> 35 millimeters is normal. Anything beyond uh, that is like slightly wide. And then I would say like 18 down is wide. I think that's not that wide. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know what's like the official. Okay, now you're white. I don't know who regulates that. Anyway, the, uh, the second camera on the Plus is uh, double the zoom, so it's a 56 millimeter camera. Mm. Which yeah. is not a telephoto lens. <laughs> as yeah, also that. Yeah. Um, yeah, they call it telephoto. It's not. Yeah. I feel like, see, that's I a feel portrait like 55 lens. is the standard. Like, that's like 55 is standard zoom on a point and shoot or whatever. I, I don't know. That's 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 a portrait lens. So yeah. And so through software on the camera app, you can tap a little button and you will switch from camera. So you have like one X and two X, which is you know double the zoom, and it's going to retain quality because it's not digital zoom. It's actually now a new camera <laughs> taking the picture, and you can also scroll through. So instead of just tapping, going from one to two X, you can scroll. Mm. Yeah, I really like through. that circular slider. It's almost like when you have your, you have a lens and like you're zooming on your DSLR, that's sort of like yeah. the same motion that you're making. Um, so yeah. yeah, really cool, clever design so, there. Uh, but it that, that feature is not shipping times. before the uh, like what did they say, end of the year? No, 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 no. Only the only the blurring thing yeah. is not shipping. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. I'm jumping the no, gun here. The zoom here. is is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So uh, you can also zoom up to 10x and from two forward is going to be a digital zoom. But Apple said that, uh, you know, the quality is still look 
so good that they decided to bump it to 10. <laughs> so you can get crazy zoom on this new uh, new camera. And I was curious to know, um, uh, like when you when you zoom, let's say one one point five, so it's you know below twice below two x. Mm -hmm. If it's just gonna doing if it was just doing a digital zoom up until two and then switched cameras. All right. Um, so I did a little bit of research. <laughs> I yeah. I also have an this. answer on this. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, uh, do you want to yeah. go ahead with your answer? Uh, yeah. I can, yeah. Uh, you know Dan Rubin, the photographer. Yeah. So he was doing a Q&A on Instagram stories mm -hmm. and I asked him this question and he said that apparently it's like it is a digital zoom, but it's also getting a lot of data from that second camera yes. uh, to reduce noise and doing some more stuff. Yeah. Which, so which one thing it might do, um, and it's not all the time, um, it like detects whenever it needs to. Um, But if, let's say, I don't know, there's, you're taking a picture in like a really bright sunlight and there's something in the shadow. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, right now what they're doing is sort of HDR. Uh, but with this, they'll be able to capture with both cameras at the same time. Uh, so, for example, they could use one camera to uh, have the exposure set to the shadowy area and one camera mm -hmm. that has exposure set to uh, the bright areas. And then they would that is awesome. sort of not compose the, these images, but use basically the light uh, data from the sensor of these two cameras together and like merge them together to have that image that's still going to have details in both the shadows and the light, uh, which is really that's clever. Crazy. Um, and on top of that, there's another thing which happens. So like, If you, let's say, put your finger <laughs> in front of one camera um, during when you're taking a picture, it's it is not going to use try to use some sensor data from that camera. Mm -hmm. um, so if you accidentally put your your finger in front of the camera, um, like you're not going to mess with that feature, and it's not going to like make your pictures look bad or anything. That's so, smart. so it's like smart enough to to figure that stuff out. That's so, so smart. Yeah, really cool stuff. See. Uh, I feel like these cameras on not just the seven, but uh, the iPhone cameras, they're so good. So they they lack on like some like lenses features because of you know it's physically impossible mm. right now. So where they lack that, they make up for it in crazy smart technology. Um, even just for example, like video shooting video. Now I have a DSLR and I've I've bought a couple lenses and all. I still haven't found a camera with uh, autofocus as quick and fast as the iPhones, mm -hmm. right? It's it's crazy smart. It has, you know, for a camera, it has time-lapse, it has slow motion. It requires 4K. A lot of DSLRs still don't. Like, in in a lot of aspects, the phone is a better has a better camera than my DSLR. It's <laughs> um, crazy. My DSLR can't even record uh, 1080p at 60 frames per second, for example. And this can record 4K in slow motion in at 280 frames per second which is crazy bananas so keep yeah. in mind that these cameras are awesome and so okay yeah, one thing to note though um mm -hmm. a like small caveat uh for the portrait lens is that um uh, it doesn't have optical image stabilization uh, mm -hmm. and it the aperture is uh smaller than the other one 2. so 2, I, think. i think 2.6 Right? I think it was 2.2. 2.2? Sure. 
uh, when the other one is 1.8. Um, mm-hmm. So that lens is going to be worse in low light situations. Um, and also its images are probably going to be a bit less sharp um, than the other mm-hmm. one uh, because it doesn't have that optical image stabilization. So yeah. uh, that means that in some situation, honestly, like, you might be better off, like let's say you're at a concert or something like that. Like you'd have to try it, but you might be better off taking pictures with the normal one um, uh, and just scale it. Because <laughs> with the 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 light, um, this one's going to be better. Uh, so yeah, I'd be yeah, I'd be true. curious to try it out in the wild uh, and see like when each camera is is best. Um, mm-hmm. but like definitely in like sunlight and like bright areas, the portrait lens is going to be like pretty cool to, to be able to use. Yeah. But, but you know, keep in mind that still it's always going to look way better than like if you use digital zoom just on a photo. Yeah. So yeah, uh, it's, it's one of those things you have to test it. Oh, something that we haven't mentioned, um, now, uh, on the iPhone seven or seven plus, uh, you have optic image stabilization. Before it was just on the plus uh, size, and uh, now the optics t- uh, image stabilization is also applied for videos, because right now on the sixth and success, that was only uh, used for still photos. Uh, so no, now, it was used for on the six S plus for videos. Are you completely sure? Yes, I, I have seen video proof of that. Okay, okay, then I'll take it back. I, <laughs> yeah, I could swear I've read that somewhere. No, no, no. Uh, it, also, it was not on the 6S, just the 6S mm-hmm. Plus. No, I know that the optic, like hardware-wise, it was only available on the Plus size. Mm-hmm. But I read that it was not applied to video. It was just for still photos. So that's for the iPhone 6. iPhone 6 is just the still shot image stabilization. I mean the 6 Plus? Uh, sorry, 6 Plus. And then 6S okay. Plus has the video one as well <laughs> oh okay i did not know that all right see yeah. i never had a plus size one so <laughs> um also the front facing camera i think they still call it eyesight camera um uh no i think they call it the facetime camera so eyesight is on the max no the max uh yeah yeah, yeah. so is that's the... on the mac or maybe they got rid of it entirely i think maybe the eyesight camera is the the normal camera on the phones you know what? Maybe you're right. Yeah. Anyway, the selfie camera uh, <laughs> has got a bump from a five megapixel sensor to a seven megapixel sensor, and I was, I was really interested in this. It now records 1080p video. I still don't know the frames per second, uh, but you know, as you know, I've been vlogging lately, and when I was still just using my phone, I. I was stuck with this dilemma, which was let's use the good camera that records 1080p, um, but then you wouldn't able to you wouldn't be able to see yourself when you're shooting video. Um, and if I wanted to use the the front facing camera, I was stuck with 720p video. So now it supports full HD, which is good. I mean, it's still a worse camera than the than the the eyesight camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm really curious to see. Which, which camera do you think is more popular? The like front facing camera or the other one? I feel like if you, the selfie if you camera count might Snapchats, have a lot of views. 
these days. Yeah, if you count Snapchats, I think maybe the front-facing camera yeah. wins. So it makes total sense that they're, they keep making better and better. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, really cool improvement. Um, lastly, uh, they're going to release this feature uh, later this year, so it's not out yet, um, that they call it... Uh, yeah, portrait, bokeh, I think it's called portrait. Like it's portrait yeah. mode on a camera app. Yeah. So basically it's a feature that's going to be available for iPhone 7 Plus users uh, in which uh, you have like a, you're going to have a new mode on the camera app. You slide just like you have time lapse and slow motion and all. You switch to the portrait and it's going to take a picture and use two cameras at different focal lengths to create this depth map. All of this fancy things to say that they're going to blur the background <laughs> and create that bokeh effect. And like sort of that effect is one of the main sort of selling point behind high-end cameras, right? That mm-hmm. That's like what lots of people are looking for. It gives yeah. you that separation between a person or an object with a background and just makes things pop out a lot more. Uh, and it just looks so much better. Um, so they want to replicate this with those two cameras. And one thing that some people thought was that um, just by having that sort of larger focal length, um, that it would give you that sort of bokeh effect um, because that's one of the variables that you can tweak when you're using a real camera. Um, It's like the distance uh, from your object and the focal length and the aperture uh, and finally, the important part, the sensor. And that's what most people forgot about. Uh, the sensors on the iPhone is just tiny. Um, yeah. And because that, that sensor is so tiny, there's no way you're able to generate uh, bokeh uh, with even the 56 um, focal length. So what they're doing is it's actually pretty clever. Um, they're calculating calculating a depth map of what the camera is seeing. And with that map, they can see, okay, well, there's a person in the foreground and then there's a bunch of stuff in the background. And basically with that, they're just applying a Gaussian blur <laughs> on, the, on the background uh, mm-hmm. to make it, to sort of simulate uh, that uh, bokeh effect. Yeah, I like, I, <laughs> I'm super skeptic about this. I really have to see it. To believe it because yeah. you know the pictures that they put up in in the slides like that that's there yeah it, but they're horrible examples like, I yeah don't yeah, where the background is just like a sky the, Come on. like yeah these pictures really made me uh like doubt it yeah made me doubt the feature a lot because i'm like if those are the best examples that you could find feature probably sucks <laughs> like mm-hmm. one's the sky the other one that they show is like the the guy with the lights in the background yeah, <laughs> that photo is just like so bad <laughs> i don't even know like i was like this demo like totally totally begs for a before and after <laughs> like show mm-hmm. me what the feature what the photo would look like without that feature show me what it looks like after and then i can make a judgment on whether or not i think it's an improvement uh but no they didn't um like one of the obvious things that you would do is like um and i think syracuse uh, like tweeted about it or something like that um like 
put people behind a, a tree, like have like lots of like interesting stuff in the background. Like that's what makes a really cool uh, bokeh effect. But my guess <laughs> is that their algorithm is probably not that great at recognizing tons of objects in the background. Um, mm. So it's probably why they have this. Hopefully they can fix it uh, before then. So like if they did this with pre-release software, um, then maybe that's why. Like that's the only good images they could get at this state. And maybe when they, they ship it, it's going to be uh, fine and it's going to be great. But I'm super skeptical about this. Yeah, me too. If and they pull it off, it's going to be awesome. Because like, I, I take tons of portraits. I think this, like in general, like when I'm taking pictures with my uh, real camera, like this makes photos look so much better. Uh, and it's smart on them to call it portrait. Because if you use this mode, not like, I don't know. Uh, uh, so how many subject. people, but how many people do you think that like tapping portrait would show the selfie camera? You know what I mean? Like, mm. I feel like a lot of people would think that. Or also... You know when you're taking a picture it can take it like landscape or portrait mm -hmm. <laughs> like there's also that confusion there i don't like I don't maybe like, people are gonna get used to it but it's it's just hard to find a good names for that and i like most people don't know what, what bokeh is anyways so that yeah, would but, be but good they know either. that something looks better when the background is blurry yeah like they can see it and they're gonna render that in real time on a mm -hmm. viewfinder so while you're looking at your phone, even before you take a picture, you can see already the effect being yeah, applied. So. That's, that's great. You can see if the effect sucks or not before yeah. even taking the pictures. Um, I'm really curious to see how it, like if you move right, very quickly, if it, it's going to like lag yeah. and adapt. I don't know. I mean, the, the iPhone uh, 7 Plus has three gigs of RAM. So theoretically, it should be able to keep up, but we'll see what it is in practice. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel about having this be kind of another mode that you have to get into? Because when I first saw this, I was like, gosh, like, does this app like need more buttons and sliders and features? Like, it just seems like they're cramming so many things into that app. I don't know if you've seen like the like Luke Rubuski's, uh like image that has mm -hmm. basically um, the every camera UI since the first iPhone, iOS 1, I guess, um, and seeing, like, the feature creep that they put inside yeah. that app is just, like, incredible. <laughs> like, just so many options and modes and filters and, the like, flash and timer and... Ugh. But so I feel like it wouldn't work if they just put it in the normal the default mode uh, and maybe it's, like, something that you can turn off afterwards. Right. Uh, I feel like most pictures that it would take if they apply that effect if the, if the algorithm tried to apply that effect it would look gross and weird mm -hmm. so even if you had to activate it afterwards I, I feel like there's a lot of room for error and if you have this mode even if people don't exactly know what's going on that it's supposed to be something like really close to the camera to to blur the background like at least they they can associate this weirdness if that happens to this mode right it's not like they're kind of saving themselves from yeah people just going bananas if the photos look weird. Yeah, and I guess this is another indication that this feature might not be that great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, if if it's not the default, you have to like switch into the separate mode to do it. And maybe they're like, yeah, it's probably not what you want to shoot in most of the time. So yeah, let's wait and see. Um, um, to be honest, um. Uh, 
pretty skeptic. I, I don't. Anyway, I don't think it's gonna be awesome, uh, but I hope it will. Yeah, and Phil Schiller called it a special credit project. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, extra no extra credit. That that's not an extra credit project. Someone missed their deadlines. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's no other way around it. Like, this is the main selling point of this iPhone, <laughs> and you're late. <laughs> All the are hard, man. Clearly, something went wrong there. <laughs> that's true. Ah, moving on. What what else? What, what was the next point? Uh oh, the camera also shoots in deep color. Uh, which is great, um, and it, it fits the new display, which mm -hmm. can show these deep colors. Um, it's a, it's the same IP3 display that is on the new IMAX, and yep, is that right? Cool. Yeah, they're sort of moving there all with yes. every device because it, yeah, pictures and colors all around look awesome. I'm still yet display. to see such a device with that screen, <laughs> so oh, really? I don't know if I'll be able to see the difference. Have you like have you seen one? Like, do you have one? My iMac has a that. Color and do you it. notice it? Uh, yeah, 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 I do notice. Oh, awesome! It's like it's just more colorful. Like it, it pop out more. And does yeah, it, does I it mean, feel more saturated or like? I'm having trouble to like get a good grasp on how it must be like. No, it's just to see more color, more nuances. Does that <laughs> okay. make sense? Right, yeah, it's right, not right. like the same colors are more saturated. You just see more. Okay, <laughs> it's weird. Interesting. Yeah. Um, oh, and the display is going to be twenty five percent brighter. Is that right? Yep. Cool. Uh, which is good for the it summer. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is almost over, but whatever. Um, <laughs> Next summer. Yeah, uh, I I think it's still not as bright as the Apple Watch. Because when they, they talked about the Apple Watch, they said it's the brightest screen they make. Um, yeah, but... This but it's <laughs> getting up there. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I That's the impression that I got. Yeah, the Apple Watch's display is brighter than the iPhone's. Mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't have the true tone display, which uh, a lot of people were surprised. But, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think the consensus is that in order for you to have the true tone display, uh, you need to have more sensors in the hardware and... You do have space in the iPad, but in the iPhone, you don't you don't have the physical space to put more sensors. So that seems to be the consensus. I don't know. They're they're gonna have to remove another port. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. There's only one left, man. <laughs> I know you love charging your phones, but <laughs> really need that space. I guess um, I can remove the home button on the next one and put the sensors there. I. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they're yeah. going to do with the camera. I mean, I guess they could still keep some sort of small like bezel and have the camera there and the earpiece. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Um, so yeah, what about I the, think those uh, old school eyesight cameras you have to mount on your computer? <laughs> like you would you mount, mount it on your phone? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, speaking of ports, uh, no headphone jack. Dun, dun. No, it's not a surprise. <laughs> we... This is probably the best uh, leak from Apple. They, because <laughs> we've known this that the new iPhone won't have a head, uh, headphone jack since what, like a year, probably. Yeah, I feel so, like we went full circle on this. <laughs> We've all had the time to be surprised, doubtful, 
shocked, mad, frustrated, then accept it, then be okay with it, then sell themselves on like why this is the future and why this is so much better, and then sort of feel just bored about this. Like, geez, can we all stop talking about the headphone jack already? Like, this is old news. Before the device even comes out, <laughs> when it came on stage, everyone was like, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much what we were expecting but i'm getting pretty uh I, i don't know i'm getting it's not surprised in a way but i'm getting kind of disgusted how the press keeps bashing this it's like it's not that big of a deal in mm-hmm. uh, have you watched because that was on twitter uh, everywhere that uh, the conference you know the steve jobs thing yes yeah yeah, yeah. Um, maybe I, i can put a clip Because mm-hmm. that kind of explains it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, basically, like, we should, I guess, give a <laughs> sort of description of uh, how they announced it. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Schiller was on stage and brought up that point uh, and, like, asked the question. Like, people have asked, why would you remove the headphone jack? He said, there are three reasons, uh, but really... All that it comes down to is courage. And boy, like, I don't think a meme has ever like started faster than this. Right. <laughs> like, just begging to <laughs> have, have people make fun of this. Uh, I, I love this. Like, now, every, every time someone asks me like, why I made the decision, <laughs> just for like courage, <laughs> just perfect answer to any See, question but, so uh, i think it was pretty unfortunate the way he delivered that you know yeah <laughs> it was funny it was stupid it was like arrogant in a way yeah but and like I what that that was saying like, like most people under, understood it, it as we removed the headphone jack because we can it's <laughs> basically kind of what people perceive there um And I love it because <laughs> I love seeing pe- people that are so mad about this. <laughs> It's just so great to see them. Um, I mean, uh, again, if you, I think the Steve Jobs video is a better deliver than yeah, courage. and that's clearly what we, what he was hinting at. Yeah, is, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was unfortunate the way he delivered that, but I think you know the meaning behind it is, is right. Apple is a company that has doesn't have the most resources of everybody in the world. And um, the way we've succeeded is by choosing what horses to ride really carefully, technically. We try to look for these technical vectors that, that have a future and that are headed up. And, you know, technology, different pieces of technology kind of go in cycles. They have their, their springs and summers and autumns, and then they you know, go to the graveyard of technology. And so we try to pick things that are in their springs. And if you choose wisely, you can save yourself an enormous amount of work versus trying to do everything. And you can really put energy into making those new emerging technologies uh, be great on your platform, rather than just okay because you're spreading yourself too thin. So we have a history of doing that. As an example, uh, we went from the five-inch floppy disk to the three-and-a-half-inch floppy disk with the Mac. Before, before other people, right? We were the first to do that. We made right. the three-and-a-half-inch floppy disk popular. Um, Sony invented it, and we, we put it in, in the first products. Um, 
And there were some good reasons we did that. Uh, we got rid of the floppy disk altogether in uh, to 1998 with the first iMac. We also got rid of these things called serial and parallel ports. And we were the first to, to adopt USB, even though Intel had invented it. You first saw it in, in, in mass on iMacs. And so we have gotten rid of things. We were one of the first to get rid of optical drives with the MacBook Air. And uh, I, you know, I think things are moving in that direction as well. And sometimes when we get rid of things like the floppy disk drive on the original iMac, people call us crazy. Um, or at least premature, maybe. No, they call us crazy. Oh, OK. And, <laughs> and, and uh, uh, but sometimes you just have to pick the things that look like they're going to be the right horses to ride going forward. And what if people say, you know, the iPad is uh, uh, crippled in this respect. Well, you know, well, I'd say two things. Number one, things are packages of, of emphasis. Some things are emphasized in a product. Some things are not done as well in a product. Some things are chosen not to be done at all in a product. And so different people make different choices. And uh, if the market tells us we're making the wrong choices, we listen to the market. We're just, we're just people running this company. We're trying to make great products for people. And so we're, we have the, at least the courage of our convictions to say, we don't think this is part of what makes a great product. We're going to leave it out. Some people are going to not like that. They're going to call us names. It's not going to be in certain companies' vested interests that we do that, but we're going to take the heat because we want to make the best product in the world for customers. And we're going to instead focus our energy on these technologies, which we think are in their ascendancy and we think are going to be the right technologies for customers. And you know what? They're paying us to make those choices. That's what a lot of customers pay us to do, is to try to make the best products we can. And if we succeed, They'll buy them. And if we don't, they won't. And it'll all work itself out. You know this is what they do. Um, famously, like this computer that I'm on right now only has one port. Would it be better if it had two ports? Like it would be easier and cause less outrage? Yes, but that's not how we move forward. And Apple is like they could just put a headphone jack. Probably they wouldn't be as good as... Uh, for the water resistant stuff and you can say oh but samsung phones are water resistant so yeah sure like you can do that but but i mean samsung phone phones do explode too so <laughs> they do um by the way i mean i've been thinking can you imagine if iphones were exploding like the outrage oh, yeah. in the world it would it would be like on the news like, permanently it would be the news so for pe a week. people were speculating that like the the scratch gate on uh, the jet black iphone phone 8 mm -hmm. is gonna have more press <laughs> samsung yeah, phones exploding, phone exploding. <laughs> which is probably anyway, true it's probably true uh but <laughs> so they're removing the headphone jack Uh, the earbuds, what do you call it, earpods, that they that comes in, in the box with every new iPhone, they're going to be, you plug it via uh, lightning. So if you just use the phones that come with your phone, your headphones that come with the phone, you're fine. They also ship uh, an adapter. It's a $9 adapter. It comes in a box to connect a 3.5 millimeter jack to lightning. So that's also fine. Uh, they're moving to wireless, which we'll talk in a minute, but still on the headphone jack. It's like, like uh, the headphone jack is one of the oldest I.O. ports that are still in use today. 
um, it's an old technology. It works. Mm. Um, Again, like it's just it, it's it's funny that it comes from Schiller, which is VP of marketing, because <laughs> um, it's I feel like that's the one that they didn't explain very well and they didn't mm-hmm. like have a really good explanation. Like saying that a port is old, not a user problem. <laughs> Again, like that's not something that. Like when you're using a device day to day, you're like, boy, that thing sure is old. Like, I wish we could replace it with something new. That's not what users feel. But what I feel would have been a better explanation was like, this is not a port we would make today, right? Like this, this port has just this one use and space is a huge constraint on phones. And truth is we need that space. And that, like, we were able to remove it because we already have that port on the device that can support that audio. Um, and anyways, the future is wireless, which is, like, sort of what they tried to do. But I, it felt like by starting with the courage thing. Yeah, the courage like, ruined it. really, it. <laughs> like, kind of, like, forget, like, anything you could say about it after that is just, like, yeah. forget it. People will stop listening. You're right. Um, yeah, it just came out as arrogant. It's like, ah, yeah, courage. And, because we and but, like, as someone who's, like, who is someone who follows Apple, I really admire this courage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like to, to me, this is what makes Apple great. Like, they can't say it, but... Like as someone who's who's looking at like the stuff that they're doing, there is really no other company who could have done this. Like <laughs> Samsung's no, 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 not, no, not gonna not, do this. It's right? not the only company that could have done this. No, All no, no, companies but like could if, have if, done this. If they didn't they're the only do company this, that would do this. Like, if they didn't do this, we'd be stuck with the headphone jack forever. Like there is no other company who's who will do this. And yeah. have everyone make that transition. Like I know, I think was it HP or something like that, or like I don't know. Someone has a phone or a Motorola uh, that has a phone that doesn't have one. Um, it's not a big deal because no one's using that phone. <laughs> uh, but, but Apple can move the industry forward in that way, and that's like super admirable because. Man, like they're taking a lot of flack for this. Like, so many more people would buy an iPhone if it did have a headphone, headphone jack, but they still went ahead with it because they believe that's the right thing for the future. And I mean, like, do you really want to be the person arguing for like we want to keep the headphone jack? Like, that's going to be so much better when Apple has that incredible track record of removing the floppy disk, removing uh, the CD drive removing uh serial bus bus, removing flash like they were the first ones to introduce usb all through all of these transitions and honestly it's always been way better (laughs) the future has always been fine and we look back at the time when we had those things as like hey can you remember when we like had those things like how terrible it were it was and like how we thought we were, they were so necessary, but t- turns yeah. out like that doing that transition like led us to a much better world at the end. It, it just seems dumb to me. What like how how can you be like argue that point when there's so much evidence that points to the like contrary? <laughs> like people are just ignoring all all of all of these things. Like for me, at, at the very least, you can be skeptical. You can say like. 
I'm I am not sure that this is a good move, but given Apple's track record, like I'm willing to give it them the benefit of the doubt. And here's something that people maybe hear that argument and still don't get. We're not saying, and even Apple is not saying that the iPhone seven, this device, is better because it doesn't have an iPhone jack. Uh, that's not the the point. But I mean, they they use that space, right? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, sure. But still, people people will say, "Oh, Samsung did this and whatever. They have space or whatever." No, that's not the point. The point is not that this particular device doesn't have this port and is better off without it. Um, it's that this is going to make the industry go <laughs> like move on from this old and and like outdated port. Is are these are the the moves that we needed to move industry forward with mm -hmm. the MacBook Air it didn't have a, a CD drive like would you say would this computer be better with CD drive well it would be thicker but like sure like they can put more ports they can put whatever right. but it's like, going to move this the, into the this the way to direction. look at this is not is that that specific iPhone's going to be better it's it's about making headphones better right like yeah, that's the, the yeah. entire point um so yeah totally agree with you there uh, and, so, and regarding this, this, this brings us there. to the future. There. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> is this going to be a big deal? To be honest, I don't think so. It's like I, I would, I, I believe most people use just the the earbuds that come in a box. Yeah. If that's the case for that segment of the market, uh, that's that's not a problem because the new headphones. Uh, of course connect via lightning if you have like your pair of headphones maybe you bought like a more expensive pair of headphones and you want to use that it's also not a problem because you have a freaking adapter on a box and you say i have to carry the adapter around like if you use it mostly with your iphone just plug it at the end and leave it there <laughs> it's yeah, already fine it's fine um it works. and i would also think that of course it's not the majority by no means but a big part of users now are using uh, bluetooth headphones and those are also fine. Uh, mm. Of course, they're like some people. They're fine, a, but not no. more. <laughs> like not, not any better than this. Like I use fine mostly. Is, I would, mostly use Bluetooth headphones. I, I would give them like a six out of ten. The what? Bluetooth headphones in general. In general, sure. Well, yeah. sure. Well, you know what I mean. Like they're they're fine, but they're not great. Uh, sound quality or just like. No, uh, honestly, like <laughs> sound quality is like one of the least of my concerns here, <laughs> which is like, I, I know there's like tons of audio files out there, but it's just the experience of using them is just horrible. Uh, so I've been, I've been using, doing some testing. So I have like this pair of, they're sort of cheap. Um, I can put a link in the show notes. I think they were like 30 bucks or something like that on sale on Amazon. I just bought them just for fun to see how they mm work and sound i've been using them with my iphone um and just like the, the entire like pairing setup uh, like <laughs> turning them on powering them off like switching devices it's just like such a nightmare um, See, i don't feel the, that way. the part where you're listening to music that's great but everything else is just horrible about them i don't feel that way i've been using bluetooth headphones for like three years now Okay. And it's like the pairing is like if I'm using the headphones, they're they're paired with my phone, for example. If I want to pair it with my Mac, I press and hold a little button. I hear the little chime. 
And then I go on the Bluetooth preference on the menu bar and say connect. And that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to, uh, to me, that's not a good experience. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, but you know I, what? I, Apple is trying to fix that. I know. I have like there's w so much one. management that I have to do with those headphones. It's like, oh, this is annoying. Like I and then I have to worry that, about charging them on top of that. Like, and one thing I noticed was having to just power them off when I'm not using them. It's just like a huge like cognitive <laughs> load that I have. I'm always worried like, oh, did I leave them on like the entire day when I'm not listening? And then like, what's gonna happen? Then next time I'm gonna pick it, pick them up. They're gonna be out of batteries and like, ah, I don't know. Fair enough. I'll I'll give you that. I'll give you that. This is like, so uh, speaking. But they're of fixing that with yeah. their headphones. With their headphones, it's called uh, AirPods. AirPods. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like the earpods that you you probably have uh but wireless and you have this little like dental floss case <laughs> <laughs> where you put the the head the, the earbuds on and it's it's going to serve as a charging dock you're going to charge it and <laughs> what did you think like okay so what do you think these look amazing as soon as i saw the video i was like sold i want them right now in my life like this is everything i've i've been wishing for just give it, give it to me. This is, this is perfect. So I, yeah, I do think and they look. That was awesome. like sort of my first thought. My second thought is, gosh, I hope I can use this. <laughs> um, so two things. I listen to a lot of podcasts on the Metro. Um, mm-hmm. So the current earpods aren't loud enough and doesn't like sort of block the noise enough for mm-hmm. me to be able to hear what people are saying. So that was like kind of my second thought. I was like, oh gosh, like maybe I won't even be able to use them. Um, and then I hope that they fit my ears well, um, which the standard ear pods do work fine with my ears. Uh, so you're fine on that. Like the, so the, I sh- the yeah, shape, I should be fine on that front. Yeah, the shape is the same. Uh, and uh, you'll be happy to hear that they are considerably louder than I the know. standard. Yeah. Uh, that's why I, so, I tweeted about it uh, in Panzerino's uh, article, his review. Right, um, tech they're range. louder. They have since they like they they fit more snugly in your ear. Um, they block the noise a lot more. I, that's what he said. Um, and they because you don't have the cords, they also uh, fit in your ears a lot better and don't fall off as easily. So it's like, it seems like just a, a perfect headphones. Yeah. So I love them. Uh, they look awesome. I have, like, I'm really, uh, so the current ear pods, uh, like they, they fit all right. But if like, if I start, if I start walking or if I like sweat a little bit, they start just like they, they came off, they come off. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if it's because of the cords and I'm just going to assume that these AirPods are heavier uh, I'm assuming. So you know, you Panzerino said they were significantly lighter. Lighter. Yeah. Um, How? Which, well, it's because of the the cords. Like it's it's just pulling. Like you you have okay, the full so, weight okay. of the cords. Um, so yeah, having the just piece. the earbuds makes them lighter. And he said he could run with them, and like without. Yeah, but I think my of, my ears are in a weird shape. Maybe. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't I, know. I'm very optimistic about this. Like, I'm definitely ordering them as soon as they. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna buy one, a go pair. On I'm gonna see how it works. I hope it works well. 
uh, and can you can you believe this? Like my mom sent me a link. When my mom sends me a link, it's like okay, so this is like this is news. This is mainstream. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> so she sent me oh, a link saying, true. "Oh, Apple AirPods, don't don't use them because it's dangerous because of Bluetooth waves." And I was like, uh. "How stupid is this article? Like Bluetooth <laughs> headphones have been around since ages." And now Apple is releasing Bluetooth headphones, which they already have. Like you, you remember when people were, were walking around with a Bluetooth headset? Yeah, no problem. But now, anyway, just another. I mean, yeah, people are always worried about that stuff. But yeah. I don't know. what do you want? Also, also, um, because these headphones have that W one, I think that's how they call it, ship uh, on it. Be, I mean, they're still using Bluetooth as a way to to communicate and to connect but this new chip basically is going to take all the hassle of pairing and repairing and changing devices um and so so for example these airpods they will work with uh older iphones or even like android phones anything that that accepts bluetooth connection Mm -hmm. but if you pair it with I'm not sure if it's just a new iphone 7 or if it works on older devices i think it's just yeah that's unclear yeah. It doesn't seem so can, to be any, like, they didn't talk about any new chip in the iPhone itself right. uh, that makes yeah. this happen. So my guess is that it would work with any iPhone that supports Bluetooth 4. I guess, yeah. So you can just open the little case, and if it's close to your phone, the phone will just say, hey, we detected these new AirPods, you want to connect? You press, yep, mm-hmm. and that's it. I'm still so, not sure how the how do you connect to other devices, but the cool thing is that it's going to recognize this device, and then via iCloud... Uh, it's going to sync that. So all of your devices that are, you're logged in with your iCloud account, they're yeah. going to recognize this new headphones. My question there is, do you have to pair every single time? Or is it no. a one-time thing? And then I think you're... it's just a one-time thing. Okay, that's, that's great. Okay, got. perfect. So yeah, these things are super smart. Like I, I just love how it's like a like you don't even have to worry about anything. Like It just works kind of thing. Um, that like really reminds me of the pencil that it's just mm-hmm. like kind of you start using it and it just works. And if you need to pair it, you plug it in the the lightning port for yeah. for the pencil. But like this, you just open the case and you tap uh, pair and that's it. Um, so when they're not in your ears, they're not using battery or like a lot less. They're sort of in sleep mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're only sort of active um when you're you put them in your ears so you don't have to worry about turning them off and turning them on um and if you take one out of the ear it's going to pause the music yeah which is so great right like it's it's using an action that you're already making to like have some sort of like reaction and Mm -hmm. make your music stop because if you're taking out a headphone you're that probably means that you want to listen to what's what's happening around you uh, so it makes total sense. Only downside there is, uh, again, Panzerino said that sometimes when you're like taking out the headphone, you uh, just trigger the uh, proximity sensor, <laughs> and mm-hmm. then your music your music starts playing again. Um, so that's something you sort of have to learn how to take them off. I guess um, you don't have controls for next song, previous song, volume yeah. up and down. It's all through Siri, mm-hmm. so they do have a capacity touch sensitive thing so if you touch i think it's double tap on yeah. the headphones itself the, the yeah. trigger siri and that's it like so if you want to you know skip the song or 
make the put the volume up uh if you don't have if you don't if you don't want to reach out for your phone you have to ask siri like mm. raise, volume up <laughs> which <I laughs> that's gonna be so awkward in public <laughs> yeah i mean i, I can only assume that <laughs> volume up volume up. <laughs> something that you can change with software right if there's a logic for double tap to evoke siri maybe you can say hey triple tap to skip song or something yeah tap and hold for volume up and double tap and hold for volume down i don't know stuff like that yeah but like uh, it's it's not like a touch screen though like it, it really detects movement so it would have to be like some sort of tap that makes sort of the headphone move or like vibrate a little bit are you sure on that yeah well i mean how how can it work other than that not just a it detects touch if something is touching it, not just moving. So if you touch really, really slowly, you won't know that because the headphone will move. <laughs> My guess it's, is probably not because otherwise, like, I don't see why they wouldn't have taken advantage of that in other ways. Um, but to me, it just seems like a limitation of the way that they're they're doing things that they can't. Uh, they basically only have one gesture. Uh, and then the more th- stuff you add is like <laughs> the like makes stuff more confusing, like three taps, two taps, like sometimes it gets confused or something like that. I don't know. Um, what like my thinking there is that skipping back and forth and pausing music should happen on your Apple Watch to me. That's that should be the solution there. And they freaking remove the little thing. I know. Lands. Uh, <laughs> so that's what I'm hoping for in like either an update or a new version of Apple Watch is that uh, they bring the um, uh, music playback controls to uh, the um, uh, control center. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hope, I would hope that they bring it to there so that it's just like one swipe up on the screen. Uh, and you get access to your uh, media playback, that would be great. That would be awesome. It will solve all, all my problems. Um, if they don't want to go as far as, do, as doing that, at least I hope that they make a complication for now playing. They have mm-hmm. a complication right now that is for music, but not the now playing that works with any app. Um, it was frustrating. So like now what I do is on my dock, the first app is the music, uh, the uh the like currently playing kind of pseudo app. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, I have to look at my watch, press a button, navigate and tap. That's too many actions. Um, so hopefully they'll sort that out. And I feel like once the designers at Apple start using the, those headphones, they're <laughs> gonna, they're going to notice it. Like they're going to be fr- as frustrated as we are about this. I hope so. They're going to find a solution. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty hopeful there. Yeah. I'm going to, Get a pair. <laughs> Try Honestly, not lose I, them. I think this is the one thing I'm the most excited about in this entire event. Really? Yeah. This is like so fascinating. Like this is what Apple does really well, right? They're coming in pretty late in the uh, world of wireless headphones. They've looked at all the problems and they've addressed pretty much all of them in like the most beautiful way. Um, so one thing we haven't mentioned is that the head, the the earbuds they last five hours, which I think is very respectable. Like that seems like a mm-hmm. good enough amount of time for me. And they have that case that holds twenty four hour charge. So when you're not using them, 
one thing that people com like complained immediately when they saw these was, I'm totally going to lose them. Uh, well, here's the solution, folks. <laughs> Just put them in the case. When you're not, you don't have them in your ears, put them in the case, always. Um, and I'm going to be fine in that department because, you know, the case for the actual earpods. Yeah. I still carry my earbuds here. Like wow. I drop them around every single time I'm not using them. No way. That's crazy. No, I see. I, I don't even do like that. Tangled cables. That's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think it's going to be fine. Like that case is super small. You just put them in there um, and there's a quick charge so that um, if you put them in the case for 15 minutes, you'll get three hours worth of battery, which is super reasonable, super great. Yeah. Um, yeah. It looks so high tech, man. I mean, I, mean, looks so I love everything about this. Uh, the only thing you could say is maybe it doesn't look super great. Um, it sort of looks like you're wearing two uh, Bluetooth headsets. Mm. Um, but I think we'll get own used it. to that fast. Yeah, that's honestly what I'm going to do is like yeah. really just own it and deal with it. And people are going get, to get used to it, I'm, I'm pretty sure. And what's great about this is that it's made by Apple. So they're definitely going to market the hell out of this. So people are going to know really quickly what these are. Um, and they're not going to look at you like you're a weirdo. Um, well, you know what? I'm not going to be, I'm not expecting a wide adoption. Uh, eh, we'll see. I would say a, a bit more than the in-ear earbuds, whatever, the ones you're using right yes. now. Yes. Yeah. Like I, I bought one of those. But I, I don't know anyone who has, except mm. you. That so, is true. I think I know maybe one other person who has them. And these AirPods, they're awesome. And, you know, they're very new. Because, you know, those in-ear, just like, it's a bit better than the standard ones. So, there's like, yeah, they're way different than the standard ones. But yeah. it's almost 200 bucks. Like, it's not a cheap, cheap thing. Um, so, you know. Oh, also, uh, that W1 <laughs> chip, the thing that, to make it pairing easy. Uh, they're also shipping uh, new Beats mm -hmm. Solo 3 wireless headphones um, with those new chips and a bunch of other um, like wireless Beats headphones to that they're going to come out with, a, with that new chip. So, yeah, that's cool. Um, the Beats, uh, what's it called? Uh, X? Beats X or something like Beats that? Beats X is the new one. Yeah, so those are sort of my fallback if the AirPods doesn't work for me in like noisy situations and I need like mm -hmm. something that's in ear to block the noise more. Um, those are sort of my fallback. Um, so if the AirPods don't work for me, I'll go that way. But like, <laughs> I feel like the cables are so gross. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what's the point of having wireless headphones if you're going to have a cable between the, the two? Um, and there's, they're like a lot bigger sort of in like just overall Fish. size than than the yeah. airpods the well, airpods are super small like i think those beats ones they're definitely made for things. for sports like if you're jumping and running yeah. around and sweating so you know in that in that scenario it's good that you do have the cables because they're definitely going to come out and if mm, they do i guess you yeah. won't lose them they're just going to be hanging on your on your neck yeah, so, so it's good that they have those. Uh, I wish they had over-ear uh, headphones from Beats as well, because um, I might consider that as well. Um, mm -hmm. So, but they they don't yet. I, I'm assuming no, they're gonna have like yet. a revamped. Um, what I is it called? So. Like the studio version? Yeah, the Beats Studio. That's the one I have right here. Mm -hmm. uh, I bought this fairly recently. It was in June when I was in San Francisco. 
So part of me doesn't want them to be updated. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, these are but, these are good. Yeah, I, I, I would buy them probably <laughs> um, if they, they come out because the sound quality is going to be a lot better. And then, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. Some some people complain about the beat sound, but I think it's fine, honestly. Um, yeah. Well, so, the beat sound, guys, here's the thing. <laughs> Like, if you want the best audio fidelity quality possible, like, beats, they're not the ones to go. Because they do change the audio a bit. They they are very opinionated on the, the audio that they deliver. You know, famously, they do it's have It's sort of, of like bass. applying an Instagram and, filter to your audio. <laughs> yeah. So, if you want a pure audio experience, um, definitely don't go with beats. If you don't care that much, you just want to enjoy sound, which is the mood set I'm i'm at right now the beats i like the way they sound that's it is it the the most pure way no but it's i like how they sound mm, that's it we're gonna get so so much email because of this email kevin <laughs> email marco <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh, dude uh, this is getting this is a long show um but hey we support an... chapters thanks to thomas pritchard <laughs> so you can just skip to the part that you want yes um oh wait can i say one last thing about ah, the the headphones. Okay. So I read this pretty interesting article um, that had sort of this theory that uh, the AirPods are like the the beginning of this new future. Um, at that, have you seen her? Um, yeah. That like that basically, movie. while you're wearing those headphones, you could have Siri be talking to you and helping you out throughout your life. Also, like if you're if you're thinking about um, things like the Echo that like more and more people are using, well, these AirPods, like if you had them in your ears basically all day, um, you could just be like having normal conversations with Siri, no matter where you are, like and just ask her commands, have her help you throughout your day. That could be pretty awesome. It is, but. I think the problem right now is not the AirPods, it's Siri. Yeah, exactly. I, I know we're the not there. here is Siri, yeah, yeah. But, there, but, I mean, the vocal IQ stuff is, is definitely coming. Uh, I think it's, it's going to make Siri so much better. Um, so, I think, like, they have some interesting voice assistant stuff planned for the future. So, yeah, that was it. That was my one last thing. So, have you bought an iPhone 7? All right. Yes. I have. Um, okay. Have you? I did as of today. As of I'll today? Ex- yeah, I'll explain. Whoa. In a minute. Okay. Um, you want me so, to go first? I do have like sure. a story. All right. <laughs> so I bought. <laughs> Wait, no. I'm I'm gonna sort of set the stage. No, I mean, do you want me to go first? Uh, no, no. It'll be it'll be quick. Okay. Uh, so I like. I was really hesitating between black and jet black. Hmm. I was like, I spent all my days, <laughs> basically like every spare time I had looking at pictures and trying to like look through every YouTube, like hands-on video to try to figure out which one do I want. Um, and I, like, I read the whole thing on the Apple website that's like, there might be some micro abrasions, and if you don't like it, just put it in a case. And I was like, 
Oh boy. If if even Apple is, is sort of already mm-hmm. being def- defensive about this and saying that you probably need a case for this phone, like this thing is going to scratch to hell. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I was like, this is sort of like this special edition. Like this is a special finish. Well, like I sort of want to buy it just like as like a piece of art, you know, and like stare at it and look at it. And it's just like the special and like people are going to be wondering about it and want to see it. Um, but then I also um, was kind of asking around um, some people that I know at Apple that have seen the phone and have like seen both of them in real life. And both of them um, say that the matte black looks better to them in, the, in person, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I went with. Uh, so I went with the 7 plus uh, matte black in uh, 128. Uh, and yeah, I'm pretty excited to get to get them. I don't have any like uh, like tracking information or anything like that yet because I bought it through the carrier. And they're just horrible about that stuff. Um, so we'll see. It'll be a surprise when I get them. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, what about you? Okay. So a bit of context. Every single year when there's a keynote and you, you they unveil, unveil the new iPhone, when it comes out, like Portugal is never in the first batch of countries, like the second or uh, third. No. Yeah. So. <laughs> So usually, like, since forever, when I see the event, it's usually like the next month or maybe three mm-hmm. weeks after, you know, people can buy them that I'm, avail- um, that I'm able to buy one. So I'm never, like, super worried, you know, people waking up in the U.S. famously, all my Twitter feeds waking up at 1 a.m. <laughs> or whatever it is that to order new phones. I'm like, that's super cool. I'm going to have to wait a month. I know. It's fine. So that's point number one. Point number two, I haven't missed a live stream of an Apple event in, I don't know, I'm going to say like four years. Uh, And this year I was traveling when it was the event. I actually almost forgot about it. And I was in roaming, like I I had no, like very, very, you know, small data plan. And I was just trying to check Twitter to see what what the hell was going on. Um, So I was aware of the things. And when I got back to the hotel, I watched like the the promo videos and stuff but i haven't watched the keynote because like i had a lot of work and i was traveling and just right. couldn't find the time so the night before i give my talk um i like late at night it was like 2 a.m i couldn't sleep so i just watched the keynote um <laughs> and at the end of the keynote two freaking hours later is when i say hey it's going to be available at these countries mm-hmm. and portugal was there for the first time portugal was in like the the first batch of of countries, you made it. <laughs> like, You're oh a real my. country now. Like yes. <laughs> so I was definitely not ready. I was like, oh my god, I have to buy this stuff now. <laughs> like I was not ready to order a phone, and it was two a.m. Um, so technically, it was the ninth uh, of September. So it was the day that the pre-orders would go up. But mm-hmm. I so I checked the the Apple Store app. And I refresh it and like it was still updating, updating. And eventually I had to go to sleep. The next morning I'm presenting. I gave my talk right after. Actually, by the way, I never use a case and all my phones look pristine. Um, 
right after Same my here. talk, I I placed my phone on a chair and it fell and I have a huge scratch no. on the screen. You can't see it. It looks like it's smudged, so I'm constantly trying to clean it. Anyway, um, right after my talk, I checked Twitter and pre-orders were up for like two hours, three hours. So I took a while. Mm. And, and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I need to buy the phone right now. Went through the app. At a time, I gave no thought as to which phone model color <laughs> I would want. So I was like, okay, Jet Black is the new glossy special. looks awesome. It's a new thing. So I'm going to go with Jet Black. And I checked in the delivery. They would ship in November by this time. And I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to wait <laughs> three months to get this phone. And then I checked the, the black, the matte one. And it was like two to three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I thought, oh, you know what? What I usually do is I just stand in line and go to a local store and buy one. Okay, right. So I was I was still in Berlin, and I was like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do what I did with the with the success. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna go back to Portugal, and when it comes out, I'll just wait in line at a store mm-hmm. and get one. And usually right. those stores they also um, have like pre-orders, but they reserve like half of the stock for in-store uh, pickups and then half for the pre-orders. Anyway, I was like super confident. That's what I did last year. It went fine. So uh, on a Monday, this Monday, I called them um, the store and said, hey, are you going to have like uh, again stock for in-store pickup? And they're like, no, we're only doing pre-orders. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was like, oh my God. So <laughs> um, how many how many phones are you going to get? And they're like, we have no idea which models or how many phones we're going to have. And I'm like, so how are you having pre-orders for a phone and you don't even know how many phones you're going to (laughs) have? Like, how are you doing those pre-orders? And they're like, well, we have the pre-orders. When the new phones come in, we give to the first customers in in line. And then if you don't have your phone until 3rd of October, we're just going to give you the money back. And I'm like, dude, that that's that's not a good deal. Like, <laughs> yeah, screw that. So, I went back to the Apple Store app and ended up uh, buying the seven plus one hundred twenty eight matte black. So the same <laughs> as yours. Yes. So did you like? Can you cancel your order? I can. I can. Of the other one, I mean. The, the no, I never, I never ordered the other one. Oh, okay. It, it was okay. in November, so I was like, no, right, screw right. this. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I thought you placed the order. No, no, I didn't place the order. Okay. I actually considered really like today, because today the, the embargo was lifted and we saw all the reviews. Yeah. Um, I was really considering just going with the 7, so not the plus. Oh, interesting. Size. Because I hate the plus, the size of the plus so much better um, plus club and if i if i bought the seven instead of waiting so i'm gonna get the phone like in the first or second week of october uh if i bought it if i bought the seven i would get it uh like still this month like later this right month. so i was really mm. tempted like uh, i still don't know I'm, <laughs> so plus is better though no not. You'll be you'll be happy you got the plus once you start using it. Hashtag know, Mike, Mike was it's right. It's not because it's a plus; it's because it's a new phone, and I'm gonna fall in love with it. No, no, no. But, I I kid you not. I like 
I used the six, the normal six for like two months, and then I switched to the plus. And boy, plus was so much better. Mm-hmm. So I like I did use both of them for like a few months, uh, and I can tell this is better. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you'll see. Once you go plus, you don't go back. Like Doesn't the the Doesn't other work. phone looks ridiculously tiny. Um, so yeah, I, I know the, you'll uh, be happy with your purchase. About the jet black. Ugh. Wait, you bought the jet black or the black? no 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 no? I bought the normal black, but about the jet black, like if you know, if both colors were delivered at the same time. Mm-hmm. Oh, you would, would have, have gotten the jet black. I think I would, but I think I would have regretted it. Yeah, and me too. It's I, I, like all every phone since the first phone iPhone, every iPhone uh, got scratched if you use it a lot. Yeah. And never we've seen Apple saying, "Hey, this gets scratched a lot." Yeah, I <laughs> mean, doing did, this for this. Did you color. see Panzerino's uh, like the yeah. jet black? <laughs> With a week of views. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Oh, like, oh God, boy, did I make a good decision here. <laughs> but I do think it looks better. Like in pristine conditions, I think the jet black looks better. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit. But it's I gonna get all it gross. It does look there. a bit plasticky sometimes in some shots, but yeah. I think that's just the shots, because you know, when you're holding it, I don't know. It's still metal. Alright. Alright. This is it. Uh, this this was a long show. Yeah. Um, so you don't know when you're getting the phone? No, I don't know. I should have a, a like a second email when they uh, start shipping them. Usually, they're pretty good about like uh, sending them as soon as possible. Like, I would expect that I'm gonna get them. Maybe not on like day one, but the week after probably. Like usually, they're pretty good about that, about that stuff. So, but okay. I, I mean, who knows, right? We'll see. Yeah, I, I didn't even consider going with my carrier because if I, even if I buy them like at no discount, just the full price of the phone, they come like locked to the carrier. Yeah, I mean, and but you can always pay like fifty bucks to get it unlocked after. Yeah, I haven't. I never heard of anyone here that managed to pull that off. Like oh, really? I, Okay. Yeah, I don't think that's a, like a standard easy thing to do. Uh, that's a standard thing here. So we asked on, on our Slack channel um, if uh, you guys have any questions for us. And we do have a few. So let's uh, let's answer those real quick because we're this is a huge, long episode. All right. Um, were you expecting new MacBook Pros and iMacs? Were you? Nope. Uh, so according to Mark Gurman's report... Um, New Macs uh, in general uh, would happen in October. Um, So that's what I was expecting. Uh, Some people were like questioning the fact that uh, like maybe they would need some sort of event to be able to explain like the new bar on the MacBook Pro. And since Mm. it's a big redesign, but I think they're just going to do some press briefings and a website update. Makes sense. Yeah, I was not expecting it. I was hoping, but I was not expecting it. Certainly not new iMacs, but maybe the MacBook Pros that... We've been hearing rumors since forever. Yeah. So, um, which features are missing in the iPhone 7, in your opinion? Mm, good question. I would say True Tone. Yeah. Um, I guess a full redesign is probably <laughs> one thing that's missing. Um, but other than that, honestly, this is a great phone. Like, we didn't talk about it, but like 
it has it has a faster processor, has better battery oh, life. Yeah, I forgot about that. Has like better cameras, waterproofing. Like there's so many good stuff in that phone. Um, it's just yeah, it's awesome. Um, uh, so yeah, I'd only say like True Tone is and visual redesign. Uh, your opinion on new Mario Brothers game? We kind of talked about that already. Yeah. Uh, I mean, from what I've seen, it looks like a fun game, not groundbreaking. Uh, but I trust Nintendo to deliver quality, uh, quality game. So hopefully, hopefully we'll get uh, Mario Kart next. And <laughs> yeah, that would be run. so much fun. Well, not run, I guess. Drive. drive. <laughs> um, is worth buying a bigger phone just because of the camera? Well, I can tell you this: I would definitely not buy a bigger phone just, you know, because it's bigger. Because I'm still not on the plus side, <laughs> <laughs> and I did, in fact, bought it for the new camera. Now, mm. if it's worth, um. I assume that, you know, the way you're phrasing this is you're assuming that it's a bad thing to upgrade. Maybe you don't want a bigger phone all by itself. I don't know. Like, I guess if you take a lot of photos or video, uh, if you're kind of serious in a way, um, I think so. So I would I I mean, I'm doing it. So I I would say no. Um, Like, so the camera improvements are you can zoom 2x. So unless if you like need a lot of like two x zooming, this is probably not worth it because like it's not just ca- the normal zoom, camera module is is the same. And then the bo- the bokeh feature see doesn't seem that great. Um, so I don't think you're like really missing out that much. Um, I still think you should get the plus, um, but because of the screen size the and battery life. Uh, but for the camera alone. Seems like, eh. Keep in mind that it's not just a zoom. Like, like you, you mentioned before. Like, even if you you take a photo at one x, it's going to use data from the second camera yeah. to make the the picture better. So it it remains to be seen, like the actual like measurable improvements that that brings. Uh, I don't know. Like, if if you really don't like the plus size, then I think camera shouldn't like prevent you from going just with the seven. That's the the reason I'm going with the plus. <laughs> it's just the camera. <laughs> but I think you're gonna like it. Honestly, like, <laughs> I think you're gonna like the bigger size. Oh, maybe. But anyway, okay. Uh, are you missing the headphone jack? We talked about it. No. Well, no. <laughs> if Steve Jobs was alive, would him would he? I guess release this iPhone and watch. I don't know. This is a weird question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Who knows? I, so. I mean, I don't see why not. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even know, like, we can't, like, there's, there's no way for us to answer that question, right? Like, <laughs> like, would he re- release that phone and that watch? Like, I don't know. Maybe he would yeah. release a watch and a phone or maybe not. Who knows? Like, there's an infinity of possibility there. So I'd say <laughs> we can't answer this question. I guess we would call it the iWatch. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so these were yeah, questions uh, from uh, Neil Villa and Thomas Pritchard, uh, friend of the show. He also has a bunch of questions. So, uh, which, if any, things are you getting? Uh, we already answered. We're getting both the 7 Plus 128 gigs uh, in matte black. Um, no Apple Watches, at least for now. Okay. And, oh, I guess we're also getting the AirPods when they came out. 
Um, what do you think of the trade-off between the fingerprint leaden jet black and uh, perhaps a bit more boring regular black? The boring part, I guess it's subjective. It really depends on your taste. Um, I, I still think the black just looks really good. It looks, yeah. It's still a very dark aluminum. I guess it just looks like more boring in a way because it looks kind of like the older models and the glossy you know the jet black one is like this is actually this is way different this is new um but it's, it's gonna scratch like crazy mm -hmm. and not only that like if you look at the front of your phone right now mine uh, is completely it's gross and i keep cleaning it and it's gross because once the holy fold something that coating thing um wears off and that's pretty quickly it just it's a fingerprint magnet so like I think in the pristine conditions, the jet black looks really good, better. Uh, but I think in the long run, like especially me, I, like I, I don't use a case in my phone. So I guess the matte regular black, how you put it, <laughs> uh, it's a better option, I think. Yeah, completely agree. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> Do you have any Apple event traditions? Meetups, tour lists, keynote bingo. Huh, keynote bingo. We should do that. Uh, well, my tradition is um, set up the live stream on the Apple TV if possible. If I'm not at home, I guess I'll just put it like on the Mac. And I also have a Twitter like pinned to the top streaming with Tweetbot. And that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, I mean, at work, we always all gather together and watch it. Um, I don't pin to top though. I'm gonna, so whenever I follow to, uh, Apple events, I'm going to have two clients i'm gonna have the twitter like off official like client and that's gonna be like just i'll go to the top and just like read whatever's happening but i'll still keep tweetbot at its own place and then once the event is over um once i'm done with work then i will go through the like thousand tweets that i got uh and i'm just like why because it's awesome like it's the best of twitter like it's a it's the best moment, yeah, like yeah, seeing like, all the um, co commentary. But because I, I can't keep up with the tweets during the the event, I, I'd rather um, focus on listening and tweeting myself. But I don't really read a ton. If I do want to read something and see, like, oh, what did people think about this? I'll just check in the regular Twitter client. Hmm. So yeah, nerds, we're such nerds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I keep both open, and I'm I'm watching the stream and reading tweets as they came along. Maybe uh, you're next, better at multitasking than I. <laughs> <laughs> are you disappointing in any disappointed in anything you wanted to be there there wasn't mm, uh, no no i wasn't like i wasn't really thinking too much of this event like, honestly at this at this point like there's so many leaks that we know exactly yeah. what there is going to be in that event so that's true I, like there was nothing here that i was expecting that didn't happen um that's so. true um san francisco on the slides yes oh this my god this question. looks amazing um yeah not only on the slides also on the on box the, yeah like in the website like iphone now is not myriad anymore which i mean i'm a bit sad because it's just like like the nostalgia is already kicking mm. in but i think it makes no, sense like it's, it's time to move on uh i yeah. do think however uh that their line height on their keynote was a little bit too tight um i don't know if they kept the same as myriad uh, Myriad has, uh, gosh, for, forgive me for not having the appropriate typography term there. Uh, but basically Myriad, the, its line height is larger than San Francisco because the, the glyphs, 
uh, of you mean each the x height, not the line. Uh, the sort of yeah. Um, so the x height of San Francisco is a lot larger, so m makes everything looks closer together uh, in terms of line. Uh, and it seems like they kept the same line height that they did with uh, Myriad, and I think they should probably increase it uh, to match San Francisco's uh, like larger uh, x height. Um, it's also a little bit weird the like a mix and match on the on Apple.com. <laughs> then they they mix it with Myriad. Um, those two typefaces really don't fit well together. Um, what I yeah. think is that it's probably a limitation of like whatever web fonts they're using, and they haven't sort of turned San Francisco into a proper web font. Um, I definitely expect that to change in the future, and have like a Hope full so. San Francisco. Apple.com. Uh, Johnny Ive is manufacturing porn. <laughs> we touched on this. Their video quality yes. editing production is amazing. It's getting better. And yeah, we geek out. Oh yeah. my God. This do you, do you miss seeing uh, Johnny Ive's face <laughs> in those videos? No. I mean, it, no. it's funny because now, like, we only hear them. Like, <laughs> I almost feel like the the Siri team probably made, made like some sort of uh, I don't know audio like version of Johnny Ive and they're just like typing the script <laughs> just says it in the Johnny <laughs> Ive. <laughs> it's basically like a font but for audio. <laughs> the Siri voice should be Johnny Ive's voice. Uh, yes, can can someone make that happen, please? <laughs> I would love that. Actually, uh, for some weird reason, my girlfriend the she set the voice of Siri to be a British and a male. Mm. So it's actually it's not like Johnny Ive, but it's. Kind of similar. Yeah. It's like a, your old English butler. <laughs> it definitely changes the, the way you perceive Siri. Mm. But I need the real Johnny Ive voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure Apple has it on the tape somewhere. <laughs> uh, where do you guys stand on the evolution of the design the 6, 6, 7? We already touched on that. Um, yep. Okay, last one. By the way, those, those were from Thomas. Hey, Thomas. How are you? Uh, thanks for the questions. Uh, last question, which is not really a question, but it's from, uh, let me check the name, Alex Alex Frangiamore. And yeah, he mentions the, the new carousel UI on the homepage, apple.com homepage. Like, uh, what do you think, man? It, 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 it's kind of weird. So if you haven't checked, it's like instead of having mm -hmm. like the dots, the pagination, yeah. you have like a line for each page and the line is like being filled like at the time. So when it's completely filled, it switches to the next carousel thing. Um, man, I don't like it because uh, I don't like carousels in general. Yeah, that's uh, what I was going to say. Like, I think it's fine. I just don't like the idea of carousels. Yeah. But the tap targets are super small in the little line. <laughs> I guess you could use the, the arrows on it. I, I don't like, I don't like um, carousels. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's a nice design for a carousel though. If they made the tap targets larger, um, it's cool that the it shows you the autoplay and you can see like mm -hmm. the length of each one of them. Pretty neat. To be to be honest, I'm not super stoked on the like web design of Apple lately. Like they do now have a lot of scroll jacking and, and stuff mm. and just some yeah. weird parallax effects that I'm not a big fan of. But you know, 
I'm not crazy either about the plus kind of <laughs> uh, design pattern there. Yeah. Where like yeah, you have to expand every single section. Like, no, I just want one large page that I can scroll. <laughs> it's like, you know what's easy? Just scrolling <laughs> and getting the content and not having to press any buttons. Like, that is great. Uh, yeah, I love scrolling. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because my, my computer is super slow. It lags. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's lagging on my MacBook Pro. Oh, and okay. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's it's it would be time to release a faster MacBook Pro that can <laughs> that can load Apple's website without <laughs> lagging. I don't know. Uh, they should That'd consider cool. that. <laughs> All right, this is it, man. This is a long show. If you're still listening, yeah. Thank you for thank bearing you so with us. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. This was a long show. Um, we apologize, but we really hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you like the show, please recommend it on iTunes. Uh, if you're using Overcast, give us a star. We love stars. And we want you to tweet at us. Let us know what you think on the announcements. If you have any more questions or stuff you'd like us to talk about, we're at LayoutFM on Twitter. Uh, we're also on Slack. Um, and for that, just go to spec.fm Slack and you can join our team. This is where we've had all the great questions from our listeners. Um, so if you want to hop in there, uh, It'd be great to get a chance to, to chat with you. And our thanks to uh, Timing App um, for sponsoring the show. This is a great app to track your time when you're working on your Mac. Um, you can save 20% with the discount code layout at timingapp.com. Uh, so check it out. Also, if you like this show and you want to hear more shows like it, um, check out our friends at uh, Spec FM. Just go to spec.fm. They have amazing shows. And of course, design details. You probably uh, listen to that as well, I hope. Um, or if you're in like a development or like iOS development, Android development, we have a bunch of show, uh, shows over there. So if you're wondering what other podcasts you, you might want to listen to, uh, check out our friends at Spec. So again, spec.fm. All right. All right, man. Talk See to you next week. week. Bye. Bye.